Okay. So, as we were talking before we started, I know you saw the hate crime that took place in Baltimore today, correct? The hate crime? <laughs> that what we call it now? Fuck yeah. Dude. I mean, there was a murder. No, that too. A whole team. Yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. Why couldn't we go to that game? So, I said that to Sarah. I said, yo, this would have been the game to go to. But last week should have been what this week's that game should have was. Been, yeah, last week was two. We thought it maybe is an AFC championship contender playoff uh, you know, preview. But you know what it is, though, too. I mean, you remember the old stat, West Coast teams coming over to the East Coast and playing oh, at 1 o'clock. They didn't look like themselves at all. Yeah, I mean, because for them, it's what fucking um, – like eight in the morning or some shit like that. I don't think it's that early, but it's still early as fuck. They're three hours behind us. I think it's Governor Hogan's fault. Hmm. He probably fucked with the weather. They, <laughs> you know how they are. They control fucking weather, rain. Oh, they're like, you want it to snow? Make it snow, bitch. It is funny. I followed him on Facebook since he posted pictures of us. <laughs> um, and I was I noticed one comment just like Governor Hogan, you were the worst at dealing with COVID. And then it was funny because really? he responded. He was like, actually, I was the best in the country. <laughs> yeah, it's like Maryland really? has like the highest vaccine rate. And I mean, whether you consider that a success or not, but I don't know how you yeah. could call him the biggest failure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when that shit all went down, the president was like, look, governors, it's up to you. And Hogan was like, all right, let me go ahead and get some tests. Started getting people tested. And then, you know, President Trump got pissed. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck that guy. Say like, no, you told us to handle our own business, and that's what Governor Hogan did. Good for him, you know. So while it is silly how we're in the <clears> back <throat> of a picture, if he is does become president one day, that will be a unique, you know, that we have that photo. No, go Not ahead. that it's that yeah. great. Yours is better than mine. I'm freaking looking at my phone because the game was that bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think black people are supposed to be standing up for the national anthem. Apparently, um, <laughs> that would have been any better if we had the Dante Neal. <laughs> Oh shit! Nah, <laughs> nah. Honestly, I—I I mean, you know me. Like, whenever we watch Super Bowl at your house, the anthem comes on. I stand up. I mean, school. I remember in school, I used to be the only one in the classroom stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. It's like there, there's a lot of controversy in this country. I don't want to harp on this too long because we're about to have some fun tonight. But there's a lot of controversy in this country, and no matter how you feel about it, it's still you know our home. You know, for better or for worse, like. Yeah, like Sarah's friend made a comment where she was like, you know, you and Sophie, referring to Sarah and Sophie, was like, you two are safer in this country than me and my family because Sophie's mixed. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, like, like okay, you drive across the country in certain areas. You, you're fine. We're not. But at the same time, she probably wouldn't be okay in certain parts of Baltimore. Whereas, oh, yeah, I mean, that's true, but so, why would she even be in those parts of Baltimore? Well, so, so speaking, well, of which, drugs. <laughs> speaking of which, so so the weekend, um, over the weekend, there are two big conventions in Baltimore, Baltimore Comic Con and TFCon, which Transformers. I didn't go to either convention. I, I haven't done Comic Con in a couple years, last year, COVID, obviously, and the year before that, I think I just was like, you know what, I don't have anything I need to go to get. And this year I wasn't prepared. So, and I think they also had a stipulation where it's like, I'm vaccinated and everything, so I don't have an issue there. But no one could come in unless you're vaccinated, including children. 
who can't get vaccinated. But children 12 and under are free to get in. Weird. So I went up last night after work, though, to hang out with the Realm of Collectors crew, uh, the Nerd Rage Radio crew. And Bobby's doing a video because he does a music video um, every January 1st. And I think I missed the last two, but I got a text from uh, Marilyn Phillips like, hey, Bobby's doing a video at 6. If you can make it, I was like, I get out at 530. I may not. Then I text Bob. He was like, we're doing it at 8. So, like, word, I can do that. So, for me, I park at the B&O Railroad uh, Museum. It, it's questionable for some people. I feel relatively safe. I've never had an issue there. So, I park up there, and then I walk down to the stadium. Because uh, where TFCon was, it was at the Hilton, right next to Camden Yards. And that's where we're doing the video shoot. So, <laughs> I'm walking through. And, you know, I feel safe. You know, I, I don't feel threatened. But I had to take a, a detour because my regular path was cut off and I'd have to walk in the road and it was busy traffic. So I was like, let me go ahead and cut through. Still feel fine. I'm okay. And as I'm walking, I see a white dude with a cowboy hat. <laughs> now, he, he was friendly. You know, he's conversing with another white dude and a black dude with a boombox. Dude, I did not know how to feel. I sent the, I sent the uh, text to Marilyn Phil's like, hey. I'm en route, but if I don't make it, call my grandma. I just walked past a dude with a white dude with a cowboy hat and a black dude with a boombox. I'm confused as fuck, but it seems safe. But pray for me. That being said, when I go to Baltimore, I don't feel threatened. It's not because I'm black. It's just like I, I walk as if, you know, I belong there. You just got to walk through with confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think people can pick out. Pick up if you're scared. But yeah, I mean, Baltimore is really strange yeah. to describe to people not familiar with Baltimore. And one was Baltimore's huge. Mm -hmm. And then the spots you would go downtown is all like southern near the water. Yeah. Northern, I mean, it extends so far. And some of the neighborhoods away from the downtown area, are, I mean, it looks like a bomb went off. Like yeah. it's all boarded up. The roads look like they haven't been paved in 50 years. It, it's shocking when you go through that part of how many houses people actually live in half of these houses. I mean, they're boarded up. Charles, when, uh, Char I don't know if his mom still lives down there, but Charles, his mom, like the neighborhood they lived in, not a fun neighborhood to go to. That's, like, that's why whenever he was like, yo, you trying to come through? It's like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to come yeah. out this way? I'll come pick you up. Now, definitely walking through those areas. Nah, man. They can probably tell that you don't belong. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah, they knew. Whether even if you're white or black, I mean, they, yeah. they could tell. Yeah, you but, shouldn't be walking around there. But uh, I, I had an incident happen to me one time, and I and I'll say it was when I was younger, feeling pretty bold about myself one night, and was like almost looking for something to happen. I definitely was in a spot I shouldn't have been in. <laughs> and I luckily I got out of it, but it was about to go down. <laughs> There was, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so, like, going back and listening to some of the old Nerd Rage episodes, like, the last few weeks, because I don't listen to it all the time, but I, uh, someone asked a question, because they're coming down for uh, TFCon from, I don't know where, but they're asking, you know, because they send in fan questions, listener questions, which I'm trying to encourage here to you fucks that are listening. Got some questions to ask us. We'll answer anything. 
even about my gray pubes. Um, but someone asked, like, you know, Dream where's tips. <laughs> like where's a good spot? You know, where's some good places to go in Baltimore? And the, the same thing though. They're like, look, they're well, Bobby at least is pretty well versed down there, being a firefighter and everything. But he was having a hard time trying to explain to people. Like, he was like, look, as long as you stay in that harbor area, stay around the hotel, like just like, yeah, the touristy spots. But even like uh, where I work now, you go a block <clears throat> up, yeah. you're in another world. Well, so and, and that's what he said. He was like, but you, you know, there's like. You got to stop. Like, if you stay on Pratt, you're pretty okay. Yep. But if you go too Just far up. Just two blocks, it's totally different. Yeah. And then you're almost on the block. And, and <laughs> block. So, so that, that topic came up quite a bit last night. Because people kept asking, like, yo, what's up with Norma Jeans? I was like, I mean, I'm just here to do a video shoot. <laughs> and, and then what turned, what it ended up turning to uh, one of the guys, Jose, who's like, yo, you want uh, some Kraken and Coke? Like, <laughs> rum and Coke. Basically, because like I know the cracking room. Yeah, I actually really like that. I so do I. So, so I knew what he was talking about. Oh, yeah, sound like crack and coke. <laughs> I knew what he was talking about, but I turned. I was like, son, like I'm not. not in like I'm not in Detroit anymore, baby. That's not what we do here. But we are in Baltimore, so so I was like, nah, nah, go ahead. So he comes back with this little cup for himself in this cup about the size of this pilsner for me, filled to the fucking top. Bobby's wife looks. Dead in my, I was like, no. I was like, what? She was like, no, because you have to drive. And I was like, I'm not gonna fucking chug this right now. And hop in the car, Laura. I, I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna drink, sip a little bit, come hang out. I was supposed to be there for an hour. I think I got home at two. Like I got there at eight. So yeah, you know how it goes. Like whenever I say, dude, I don't wanna go to Baltimore. I don't wanna go to Baltimore. And I get to Baltimore, I was like, all right, yo, let's party. Let's get, let's go yeah, home. That's how it is in Baltimore. Like there, there's times like you might be tired. You'd be like, I don't wanna go. Once you're there, you have a drink or two. Because the city, because <laughs> the city the wakes you up. Yeah, the yeah. city has an energy. And I, mm-hmm. I totally am in the belief of you. There's something with people's energy. Mm-hmm. There's something that is invisible that. Well, and it's that's, into you. That's the thing too. I mean, the city's already like like I was exhausted, but I was like, look, let me go on there and see. Dude, like, I didn't go to the Halloween party uh, with Bobby and them the week before, so I felt like, look, I want to go see my people. I went out there. Um, you know, I'm friends with a lot of these guys on Facebook, but I don't know the guys from out of town. You know, face to face. So I saw a couple people. One dude's from Detroit, and uh, I'm, I'm sitting there. I saw him out the corner of my eye. He was like, yo, Dante. He was like, yo, what's up, Eric? What's up? You know, run over and hug each other. But, you know, so that energy from that and then the energy from the city, then all of a sudden we, we went over to uh, Sliders uh, um, across from the stadium. And you remember Water Street, how Water Street was? You just oh, yeah. drink outside and just go into Yeah, I probably haven't been there since the last time I was with you. Uh-uh. Is you, it still the same? I haven't been to Water Street in years. Like, last time I went was with you. That's a fact. I think, I think you, I think you went after because I, I think you and Neps went once because I, I didn't, I know I couldn't go. It wasn't, even, I don't think it's that I couldn't go. I think it was one of those times where I was just like I just wasn't feeling, the, you know, the city. But um, but basically we're out in front of sliders, the entire uh, room of collectors, like everyone, we're all out there just drinking our own alcohol. Like I don't think anybody went inside and mm-hmm. bought a drink, but we sure as fuck was using that bathroom. Uh, and at one point I went in to go to water because. At this point, my drink is gone. I, I'm not buying any more, or I'm not buying any alcohol. And the one guy kept trying to pour.
pour me a drink from his uh, thing. I was like, no, I'm not drinking anymore because I know I do have to drive. Number one. Number two, just with that group, uh, specifically Bobby and Laura, it's just like one of the things we always talk about is like, you know, Mario's not here. And because of drinking and driving, that was Mario's downfall. Charles with drugs. Um, you know, we, we got, you know, friends who were paralyzed, like doing dumb shit. So anytime they see me with a drink and I'm at the house, immediately it's hide the keys, which is fine. I, you know, like I always tell them, like, look, I, I appreciate that. And I, I, you know, love you guys for looking out for me like that. Um, so I told them, I was like, look, I'm just going to have water the rest of the night, which was the case. And it was fine. It was fun. Um, I can mark that off the board. Now that was my Baltimore story. <laughs> we have a lot of Baltimore stories. One, one day we got to go through a few of them. Uh, I think right. we, I think we have some really funny stories. Uh, we'll, we'll have to discuss when we'll talk about them. Some of them we have to be really careful to dance around. Well, names specifically yeah. got to stay out. But um, hey, let's hey. review this beer because this beer is crazy. Before we get into the review, yeah. happy twenty fifth. Yes, twenty five episodes. We had another great uptick. Um, um, y'all like the old episodes, apparently. And if you're confused, because mm-hmm. we, we did have a lot of people look at episode one. We were called Adios Pantalones, originally. Mm-hmm. You weren't on the wrong show. Um, yeah. I mean, the voices are the same. Don't don't know. Um, we're probably drunker in those first few episodes. Probably. Because I know I was drinking whole. I was, I was drinking a whole beer. Like, two or three mm-hmm. beers... And I'm I'm not you know a heavy hitter no more. I think we went real hard the first few. Um, At least the first four, I think we we're just like, and then well the moonshine episodes like at least I what number seven episode. I'm used like, to listen to that. Well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> nah, honestly, I mean, and then there was the you know we we took the shot of uh, um, Jameson one night. Um no 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 um, the fucking bourbon that's behind the TV. Oh, bullet, bullet. And then it was like, it, it, it was a slow decline because I could hear it in your voice when I played it back and I could hear it in my voice. And I was like, oh, fuck. Hey, and Brett was here. <laughs> like, I think Brett was just like, look at these assholes. But he's the one who spilled the drink. Yeah, you fucking dick. Um, uh, but, oh, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I went to like kind of like a small get-together on Friday at one of my volleyball friends' house. Mm. And we played, a, it was my first time ever playing craps. It was like Whoa. a modified craps because we had no house, so you couldn't do the bets. They're like, yeah. you pick a dice and it's 30 to 1. Can't do that. We did, a, I mean, it was, it's a fun game. It's, I prefer, honestly, if I'm gambling, to do something with some skill involved, which dice has no skill. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not too into those type of games because I feel like I don't have any control. All my cousins are like, yo, I'm, yo, I'm a beast at craps. I was like, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All Unless right. you got those Ocean Eleven dice, which I just saw that on TV the other day when they had the little clicker. Yeah. It was making it flip over to the right thing. Um, but it was fun. But I was gonna say someone brought some bourbon, and uh, the bourbon gets me. It gives me a really bad headache. I've noticed. I don't know. Same. I don't know what. It's like a sign, next day sinus pressure. Yeah, you want to review this beer? Because this is an oh, yeah, interesting yeah. one. By the way, this is kind of like leading up to Halloween. So the beers are somewhat somewhat Halloween themed. We got a spooky <clears> guy <throat> on this beer. Looks kind of like the Joker, an evil Joker. Mm. But did you see the name of this? 
I did not. Blithering idiot. Hmm. <laughs> this takes uh, first place now in our highest alcohol percentage for a beer. 11.1%. I mean, that, for us, that, that guarantees a, a 7, at least. Yeah. Even if it tastes like piss. So it's called Blithering Idiot. It's by Waybacher Brewing Company. Probably saying that wrong. Easton, Pennsylvania. And it's our first barley wine English beer. And from what I gather or what I read what a barley wine beer is, it's basically a really high alcohol percentage beer. Um, and it does, I don't know for you, but taste a little wine-ish. Like, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a, I like it. Uh, wine's <laughs> fruitier, but I feel like sometimes the fruity wine gives me a headache. The sugar, yes. this isn't fruity. Um, so the flavors, though, are kind of like a toffee and fruit flavor. I don't taste the fruit. Yeah, I don't taste, taste the toffee. I don't taste quite the fruit, a bit. but the toffee is there. Yeah. So it almost, to me, it tastes like a coffee. Mm-hmm. Coffee wine, <laughs> if there's a such thing. So, and I'm not crazy about coffee-flavored anything except for coffee. And I barely like that. I only drink it out of habit. But this, I don't hate. Yeah, it's weird. It, I wouldn't say you would love the taste of it. But it's so tolerable. And then you got the 11.1. They do warn us it's a sipping beer. Well, we didn't um, sip that shit. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> mm. I'm digging it, though. Um, yeah. yeah. This was highly rated, by the way, at the store I got it from. I would buy a six-pack of these. This would be a fun, like, night. I almost pictured this is something you would accidentally stumble across on Max's in Fells Point, where you know they have, like, Mm, fucking yeah, yeah, hundreds yeah. beers yeah. and you're just like me and you would probably be like look through the list see 11.1 oh let's try this one because <laughs> I I that have is normally done our, that plenty of times yeah, that's normally our first thing we look at and this one's way more uh, tasty for such a strong alcohol percentage than I've had mm. what would you rate this this one's a tough one to rate because you got definitely factor in I feel like I got a nice little buzz off this one. I'm going to give this an 8-2. And a big part of that is the alcohol percentage, but also... Yeah, like taste it, alone. It, it tastes... But it, it's good. It tastes solid enough. You know, again, it's one of those ones where if you got it at the party, I'm going to drink it. I'd probably even go out and buy it, but I wouldn't drink it all the time. This would be a fun one to drink and you're like talking all night. Yeah. It's not a beer bong one. Well, because, yeah, <laughs> well, again, you're not chugging it. You're, you're sipping. You're just cooling out. So I'm going to go 8-2. I stick to that. I'm going to go 8-2, too. I'm digging it. Twins. Oh, yeah, you don't like when I say twins. But no, it's gay shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Edit. <laughs> no, this so. Is, wait, what was our word we were going to use? Soup. Good soup. We're just going to put good soup over it. So I'm going to probably get a soundboard uh, this, this Friday. And fuck with that a little bit. So we'll, we'll get some. I think good soup will be good to just put over anything we need to edit. <laughs> oh. I, so I did get some people sent me some stuff of our good soup at the end. I, I think was, that's our new ending. Good yeah, soup. It's good. That's a. I don't think we both can do good soup. Wow. <laughs> I think it's only one. Well, good soup will be our if if we can somehow do it in the future. That'll be our edit word. <laughs> I, you might hear sentences: "Good soup, good soup, good so, soup." So, um, I'm looking at some things straight out of comp- Colanton with um, 
with the 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 uh, thing that we do the podcast through. Cause I'm stupid. I'm paying monthly. When I do the math, it's three hundred, no four hundred dollars the fucking year when you do the math versus if I just pay the one hundred eight for a year. It's a lot. Well, and also I get because I'm about to do a couple more shows because I definitely you know need more podcasts to add to this network. So I'm about to do that. So I'm like I'm gonna do that and then uh, get the soundboard so we can fuck around. Yeah, I, I technically could do it on my. <clears throat> I have two sampling drum machines. One actually doesn't need a computer, but it's pretty big. <laughs> well, thanks. I mean, <laughs> I don't like the brag. Te- technically, yeah, I could trigger things off it, but I don't. We'd have to plug it into this so it'd be on there. Mm. Um, uh, I, I got one that I I'm was looking at. It's pretty, pretty simple, but um. But yeah, so yeah. Anyhow, let, let's go ahead and jump into the NFL. As we already mentioned, the the murder that occurred Sunday afternoon. Yeah, today was an interesting week by a lot. Um, hey, oh, Baltimore got their ass whipped at yeah, home. You want to start there? Yes. All right. So, I mean, Baltimore got super worked. So this was a big division game: Bengals versus uh, Ravens, and Bengals were a game back. They just now took over first place. In, in in the AFC, if the playoffs started today, they're number one. Hey, this was something I was thinking about today, too. The NFL doesn't have the lottery like the NBA. So the no. NBA did the lottery to discourage teams from just losing. That started in, what, 85? With and, the, and the next one, that one, I think. If you could guarantee everyone's trying, I like the way the worst team gets the first pick. Yeah. To even it up. But the thing is, you if you really want to be competitive, you got to get that first pick. Because now look at the last few years of Joe Burrow was number one. Clearly, he's fucking ridiculous. And we're going to say it. We, again, we don't super hate the Ravens. Like, we probably sound. It's just no, because we're both fans of different teams in the area. And we... We see kind of Ravens fans being spoiled because they're always good, and then we, we don't. It, it, you'd have to be us. Yeah, the second <laughs> they lose, to... it's like, oh, it was the refs. Like they didn't lose because the other team is better. Right. They lost because they got cheated, or or they immediately turn on their quarterbacks. Oh, like, yeah. the Lamar gets more. This dude's an MVP and is the entire offense and gets so much hate. They'll yeah. deny it now because he's. Clearly, an MVP candidate right now, but mm-hmm. oh, we've heard a lot of talk of uh, what's his name, Flacco. Yeah. they need to, they just should never have got rid of him. Meanwhile, he got his contract and hindered your team for about eight years and was a bottom five quarterback. I'm not making that up. No, check the stats. He's he the bottom five quarterback <laughs> since the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, being, that, being in this area is rough. And we also, let's uh, put it in perspective, is he's a Detroit fan and I'm a Washington fan. Pretty much have been bad for 30 years about. Detroit <sighs> maybe a little longer. Well, at least you won a Super but Bowl. But you, you guys your... made it to the playoffs more than us, I believe. With mm. Stafford, you made it a few In times. the last 30 years? that might we We're might at be like even. three. We might be even. Okay, so yeah. it's pretty bad, basically. Because... <laughs> We made it with RG3. We made it when Sean Taylor died, and we kind of, like, won out. Um, we made it with Kirk Cousins. 
I mean, in the last 30 years, Washington has definitely been in the playoffs more than Detroit. But in recent years, I think it is with Detroit was went with Caldwell. And I think they went with someone else prior to Caldwell, I think. And that, that should be two. Otherwise, yeah, I've got nothing for you. But yeah, going back to that, it, it, I mean, so to rebuild an NFL team, why don't you just lose out? Because so Kyler Murray was the pick before Burrow, I believe, 2019. Burrow was 2020. So Kyler Murray yeah. was number one overall. Um, he's looking, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, he, people still shit on him, but I mean, he's, he's killing a, it this he's year. He's MVP candidate. Yeah, I mean, they're undefeated. And um, his touchdown, I think Kyler Murray is kind of cautious, but I mean, he's killing it. People, you know, he's small. People doubt him. But Joe Burrow is now the Ravens, as you said, the Ravens' daddy. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Did he play against them yet? Because he got hurt pretty early on last year. I don't so know. So that would be interesting to know. I don't know. Because he got hurt, what, second game last year? Maybe. No, it wasn't second. It was versus the Redskins, actually. Or Washington. No, it was the Redskins. We got to say uh, <laughs> good soup. <laughs> uh, if we had a producer, we'd pull this shit up real fast. I know. Motherfuckers are slacking. Wait, where the fuck's Bright? But, yeah, I think, it, I know it was early on. I, I want to say that he did play the Ravens, though. Yeah, I feel like it's maybe one game. And, I mean, that, so when he got there, so he was, I mean, the Bengals were the worst team overall. He was the first pick overall. Yeah. But you see how quick they're turning around now. Yeah. Now they're a potential well, I mean, team in the And team. even before he got hurt, they looked like they were making strides in the right direction. And then once he got hurt, obviously they stumbled back down. And then this year... A fully healthy team, and you know they're five, what five and two now. So shit. I wish the Lions were one in fucking fucking six at least. Yeah. Just just speaking on that game. So Burrow threw for four hundred. <clears throat> I mean, goddamn, <laughs> at Raven Stadium. Yeah. Jamar Chase went for over two hundred. Disrespectful. The tight end for the Bengals. Hey, Azuma. If, if Joe Burrow is their daddy. Jamar Chase is the stepdaddy. Yeah. Like, they, they was just doing So, Jamar Chase things. is... I think he's going to be very close after this week to be the number one receiver in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. And, and what a pick that was, though. Of I believe... Is it the guy on Philly, Smith? I don't know. Was the better receiver on that team in college. Mm, I, I think, you, like, yeah, the yeah. better receiver coming out. But they wanted to go with Joe Burrow's boy. Yeah. And clearly they have chemistry. And I don't know if... Yeah, this pumpkin beer is a little suspect. I don't know how... I'm not sure how to feel about this. I don't dislike this. it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I, hold on, I gotta take another sip. This <laughs> is fucking weird as shit. Yeah, so the Bengals had over 100 yards rushing, 400 yards passing. I mean, damn. They worked them. Wait, so, yeah, that puts them in first place, tied technically with the Ravens record-wise, but gives them the division win. And then the Ravens now lost this week, and Cleveland won Thursday, so that was our other game we're going to talk about. And Steelers had a bye, but now they're 3-3, three and three, so that division is going to be tough. Someone's going to be a playoff contender not making the playoffs because they're in that division. Pittsburgh. 
Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, look, let's face it. Pittsburgh, this, I don't know of it. He should retire. So both the Steelers and the Ravens are those teams that they can look ugly and win games. They're both the best to it. That Yes. Like, even but, the Ravens going into the fourth quarter, I'm like, uh, somehow they win these type of games. Pittsburgh, I, I think this is the year where it's like, they're going to lose more of those than they win. Normally, though, they're really, yeah, they get into those ugly, ugly games and they pull it off. I think this year they're going to be in some ugly games and they're just not going to have. Ben doesn't look the same. Yeah. But Ben has had lots of games where he's looked terrible the entire game and the fourth quarter comes in. I wouldn't count them out yet. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting division. Um, going into another game this week that was big was Cleveland. Um, did they play Denver? Again? Denver, yes. So, I mean, shouldn't necessarily be a normal competitive game, but Cleveland was missing Kareem Hunt, Chubb, and Baker Mayfield. So you're missing your, the, the entire the backfield. Best, yeah, you're, and they're the best backfield in the NFL, the best running team. You're missing both your running backs and then Baker also. People have mixed feelings on Baker. I think he's solid. I don't think he's yeah. outstanding. But it, he's not losing the games for them. Yeah. That's the important thing. So whoever the third back was, I don't remember his name. He went off. Yeah. And so that made me wonder, how good is Cleveland's line? Because, oh, this guy, by the way, they were talking about him in the game. Like, he ran a 4-8-40 as a running back. Like, this dude's wow. slower than all of us. Jesus I mean, Christ. it's probably like one of those types that, you know, they suck at like a timed run coming in that stance, but they're actually faster. Football yeah. speed's different than track speed. Yeah. Because I mean, it, he didn't look slow. But, uh, yeah, one other thing to call out, though, and it's funny, as I had a friend just tell me he hates Baker. So he's just like, Case Keenum, watch. Odell's about to blow up because he's holding Odell back. Hmm, okay. Nope, Odell just so, sucks right now. <laughs> I got a notification in my Yahoo League that 60-some thousand people drop Odell on Friday Yeah, morning. unfortunately, Odell looks washed up. <laughs> Look. He's probably got still the best hands in the NFL. But I'm going to say know. this because nobody else is. I didn't really think he was really that fucking good. I mean, he wasn't bad, but everybody like was making him out to be this fucking great. He had great hands, but he yeah, uh, I think more important than that is your ability. I mean, speed is huge, but I mean, your route running, the ability so, to cut and get open. That's what a uh, he's also Hopkins playing injured, at. and that's the thing with football, with anything. Period. Don't don't fucking play hurt. It ain't helping nobody. Yeah, he's been hurt for a long time, like years now. Yeah, since he left the Giants. Get I mean, healthy with the Giants. Get healthy and then fucking come back. And then Jarvis is always hurt. So it's it's what they do now at LSU. They get them receivers. They get them hurt, and then they send them out. Oh, well, except for uh, Jamar Chase, he killing it. Yeah. So I drafted him in all my fantasy leagues, um, and I like to go rookies, but he's probably my biggest payoff. Um, that I got. Uh, the Ravens, Hollywood Brown, who's been paying off. He's had a monster year. Um, A.J. Brown, let's go in that game. Titans-Chiefs. Mm, that's an- That was another so, ass-whipping. This was weird because the Titans looked so bad at the beginning of the year. They lost to the Jets. And at one point, I think they were 2-2, two and two, we said, when they lost to the mm-hmm. Jets. Yeah. They did. They, and before the season started, the Titans were looking like, oh, they were a great team. And they added Julio Jones. They're going to be beasts. Then I think everyone started thinking like, oh, something's wrong with them. They're not going to be good this year. And it's like quietly they're now five and two, tied for first place, uh, record wise. And 
Titans just destroyed the Chiefs. <laughs> what was that score? I got them. 27-3. God damn. So, all the talk of, you know, Mahomes being a GOAT already, maybe not. Hey, hey, <laughs> you know what it is. That Madden curse, son. <laughs> well, he was on it two years in a row, which I didn't like. Like, Madden... Well, that's what Madden does. They just put out the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're not even going to change the cover. Let's put Mahomes <laughs> on the cover again. Like, just put Mahomes back on there. And who, just put Brady next Brady, time. yeah, he's the most popular. I mean, he just wants to bowl. Let's put him just, just next, put him next year to Mahomes and whoever wins the bowl. Yeah. Like, just keep putting Mahomes on there. Like, why? So, Chiefs now are 2-4. and four. They're in trouble. I like it. Um... Titans five and two, and they put in work. Henry threw a touchdown today. Yeah, I saw. So he threw more touchdowns than Mahomes. Ooh. <laughs> I think Mahomes. Uh, Derrick Henry's a better quarterback. <laughs> mm. Oh well. Yeah, yeah I mean Derrick Henry's a freaking monster. He, he, I don't know why he slipped in fantasy drafts. Everyone thought he's going to have a down year. He doesn't get catches, but he's the most consistent running back. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it, fantasy's hard, Doesn't though. It hurt for how much he carries the ball. Yeah, because you see how big he is? Yeah, it's a glitch. Oh, I saw <laughs> a meme about Derrick Henry. It was like, he's the player you create yourself in as men. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to go on Madden now and just change his name and put my name on it. I'm just like, I'm not even going to create it. I'm just going to change names. That's what I started doing in Madden, because the creator player is too fake. I mean, if you make your, and I, I used to play a season with my brother, and I'd be like, come on, dude, you can't be a 99 linebacker. I mean, a 99 speed. <laughs> it's too easy. But, yeah, I started doing it. So I would pick, like, a rookie. So say it's Joe Burrow or uh, Herbert, and just change their name to mine rather than create it from scratch because it's too much of a glitch. I, I will say, well, funny season, me, Brett, and Juan did a Madden season together online. And Juan's character was hilarious because he made himself like a bowling ball. <laughs> and uh, like close to 300, but it was like 5'6". Which <laughs> looked fun. He won one game in three years. Hmm. Let's go New England. New England freaking spanked the Jets. New England. You don't even got to give you stats. Cause they ran the score up on purpose. Bill still hates the Jets. Yeah, I was say, that was that was out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> so we we're looking this up though. So the Patriots are now three and four, but they have two games. One game they lost by one point, and another game they lost by two points. Um, a player to I, I believe one of the games they're real close to winning. That well, that Tampa. Oh, game. they fumbled on the goal line, didn't they? One game, I'm pretty sure they fumbled mm. on the goal line. Well, I know that Tampa game. They like they should have won that one. And yeah, so the Tampa game was like five, five points. It was less than a touchdown. Well, no, that that was a field goal at the end. Uh, Tampa made the field goal at the end, and Bill knew they left way too much time for Tom. They they left more than or uh, within a minute. Son, you know he's going to march down. So, but they so, yeah, could have won that game and should have won that game. I would say for sure <laughs> the Patriots are one play away in two games of being five and two. So I wouldn't count them out yet. Um, no, I think they're gonna secretly or not secretly, but they're gonna quietly sneak up into. I think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. 
I think they're going to be in tight contention. I think they might just miss it on some old, like, they need help bullshit, and they're not going to get the help. Like, someone's going to have to lose for them to get in, and someone's going to fuck around and win. Because that, that AFC North, they're probably putting three teams in. Well, yeah. I mean, they, unless they cannibalize each other. But, yeah, so Mac Jones is quietly having a good year, too. Well, he's coming he's, back around. He he had a couple games where he didn't look too, too hot. But, I mean, he's a rookie. For, yeah, for a rookie, so, he's looking fine. Which yeah. is, by the way, like Justin Fields and who's the other one? Zach Wilson. What was it? Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. The I kid like down uh, terrible Lawrence. Trevor's, Trevor actually Lawrence. Trevor's starting to play really Yeah, well. I, I saw his numbers turning around. Uh, Justin Fields isn't looking that great. And who's the guy from San Francisco? Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance yeah. Well, He's Justin Fields, looking. I mean, what the Ohio State? So, I mean, what the <laughs> fuck do you expect? Who's yeah. like, like, nothing good comes out of there. Eddie George, he was really good. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's interesting of like how quick do you move on, like thinking. So, I had a discussion with a friend today. Not a discussion, but just like Aaron Rodgers probably might switch teams next year, and some of the teams I suggested are like, no, they just drafted someone. But it's like that doesn't mean anything because yeah. like Arizona, freaking was ballsy as hell. They drafted a. They took that yeah. dude in the first round in the top five pick, I want to say. Yeah. And then took Kyler Murray number one overall next year. And they were right because the other mm-hmm. dude, I mean, he's gone to two different teams, I think, since. And he don't got it. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, so you, you, you got to cut your loss, I think, when you made a mistake drafting. I think also, too, because of the way the NFL is now, and, and not just now, but it's been this way, I want to say, at least since the mid, like, mid to early 2000s where if you drive a special quarterback you you want them out there now you want them winning now I mean the big example for me was Joey Harrington Detroit drafted him number three overall and I remember saying they shouldn't put that kid out there right away that's a losing team like you know there are people saying well like let them out let them go out there and take those licks too you know and it'll make them tougher it's like not if you're coming some some kids yes and some Especially when you're not even going in the right direction anyway. Yeah, I think there's certain situations. Like Haskins' situation in Washington, I think, was terrible for him because he played one year in college. He's one that needs time but has the arm. He has, he has all the talent but doesn't have the experience. Yeah. He's probably one that needs to sit behind someone pretty good. And he's in a good situation in Pittsburgh watching Ben. Well, I think Justin Fields is also in that same boat where he should pro- they, they should have probably just let him cool out for this year. Instead of forcing them out there, because what happens with that is you, if you're built for it, you'll bounce back the next year, or yeah, you might run, or you'll get shook, yeah, and then you end up like that kid who Arizona drafted. And now where the fuck is he? Or you end up like Ryan Leaf, Robin Banks, <laughs> but now he's like a commentator. Yeah, but it all worked out. In the but end, sort of. he like he robbed the bank. <laughs> I saw him on TV telling a story I guess when he got recruited from Miami at one he didn't go there but he was and I guess he, he realized late years later that on his little party bus he went out and the rock was on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean the rock what he played a defensive uh, he was not, No, he was a linebacker. He was supposed to be a defensive tackle but Warren Sapp who came in Warren as a tight end took, took his spot and then they moved him to linebacker. I believe the story of that was like Warren Sapp told The Rock like I'm going to take your spot <laughs> like right away when they first met. But I think they recruited Warren Sapp as a tight end though too which was like okay. 
That's wild. And he's like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, hey, you, pretty boy, I'm taking your spot. Huh? Me? Yeah, your daddy's a wrestler, ain't he? Yeah, he's Rocky Johnson. Get the fuck out of here. Taking your spot. Who gonna fight Warren Sapp? Not The Rock. Warren Sapp was wild. He was a beast. Yeah. Wild boy. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, all the other games today were pretty much blowout. Yeah. Um, Washington lost again. Detroit lost a close game again. Closer than it should have been. Yeah. They actually jumped out to like 13 0. I like, saw oh, that. What's going on here? Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, get the fuck out so, of yeah, here. Yeah, that was the Stafford golf revenge game in a way. But I, I feel like golf has something to be angry about. Stafford doesn't. No. Because no. <laughs> he wanted to be traded and they traded him. I mean, it was kind of a mutual, you yeah. know, send off. Like, he didn't feel like he could do any more there. They felt like they, they needed to start. Yeah, they were going rebuilding under. again. He's too old to rebuild with. <clears throat> Not that he's old, but... Yeah, but he, he's he's not the future, basically. And golf, I mean, golf is still young enough. I mean, and I don't think it's over for golf. People are still, you know, yeah, saying... some people are saying he's done. But, I mean, it's not. you got to look at... People really, I hope they at least pay attention. Right now, Detroit has no receivers. The one receiver they did have got hurt. Um, yeah. The guy with the cue, what are you uh, talking about? Quinza, uh, <laughs> Whatever his name is. I can't... Yeah, it's... Something with Quinzel or yeah Quintel, so know. yeah. No, I mean, Qu- that's Quinzel is actually Harley Quinn. He shouldn't be a uh, starter probably on most teams. And then no. who they have now? They have no one. I don't even think he's a number two on most teams. No, definitely not. So and then you got. I mean, Hawkinson's a beast, but I mean, and but he's going to double Swift's cover. A monster. Man. Swift's awesome. I mean, it's like Detroit. I mean, it's like at least you can. In the past, I would always say they don't even look like they want to go in the right direction. This year, you can see they're fighting. Oh yeah, they're playing. So hard. there's that feeling of they want to go in the right so you, direction. You got all the you just don't have the weapons. Stafford. They can pick up some weapons quick, and you see all these young receivers nowadays contributing quick. So, <laughs> like, like Jamar Chase yeah. might be. Yo, By the end of the year, he might be the number one receiver. Next year's He'll be like top five for sure. Next year's rookie receiving class looks fucking yeah. devastating. I would love. Well, I mean, if I was the team, I'm gonna always stay young at running back and receiver. Yeah, um, it's just the speed. You lose that as you start get banging up. Um, and that that's what I probably bet is Odell's problem. He's been injured so much. He probably doesn't have the speed he used to oh, yeah, have. Injured in his butt and everything. <laughs> Uh, good soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, to move off the NFL real quick though, the AFC now has the Bengals five and two. Vegas is five. Vegas too. So been winning the, since they're five and two. Yep. I didn't Vegas know. Vegas is five and two. Tennessee is now five and two. The Ravens are five and two. We got a lot going on in the AFC. I can dig it. And then the, the division, the NFC North, the Ravens and the Bengals are both five and two. <laughs> And Browns are four and three, and Steelers are three and three. <laughs> I mean, so that division is gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so well, have we ever had a division with four winning records? No, we potentially might have it. Well, especially yeah. when you. Add, so, what I don't like with adding the extra game is it's fucking up records. Yeah, there's no, there's never gonna be a. Unless you get a tie, you're never gonna have a five hundred record anymore. But no, no, I'm talking about like records. Like, oh yeah. That, like, Tom Brady was already on pace to break the passing record, even without the extra game. But the extra game 
almost guarantees. Yep, there'll be new records of everything. I, I think some of the old records that are going to stand are going to be like the old Russian touchdown records because, yeah. I mean, when Ladanian was getting 30 plus, no one's getting near that. Sean, Al- or was it uh, Sean, Sean, Sean Alexander? Alexander? Yeah. He was getting 30 plus. <clears throat> yeah, like those like days seem long. Six of them in one game. Yeah. You know, but you know, there, but there are a lot of records, like specifically yardage records, that are going to start falling. Oh, yeah, the because, catching record will be broke. Yeah. Well, so receptions it. was already kind of because Herman Moore had it for a while. Then um, Barbara Harrison took it, and then right after that, it was just like year after year, the next yeah. receiver took the reception. Receivers uh, are on the come up, and yeah. they're running back, like fantasy wise, it's not a bad. So I, one of the reasons my team is decent because I again I had the first and second pick in my two leagues. Uh, what's his name? Uh, CMC's hurt. It's a big loss, and then Dalvin Cook has played missed two games and he's on a bye. But I have freaking Jamar Chase carrying my team, and uh, I, even uh, Waddle, where he played with Tua. He's not putting up monster numbers, but he's getting like seven to ten catches a game when Tua's playing. Which Tua is not. I feel like he's all right. He's rumored to go into Washington. I don't know why I would do that. But mm. you want to review this beer? <laughs> Move off the NFL. Yeah, we're about done this beer. Yeah, this. I'm done with mine. It's a strange one. Yeah, uh, it's got some good and bad things. So it's a. I'm not even sure how to pronounce this, but we'll try Jackes. Jacks. Oh, Jacks a lantern. I get it. Ha <laughs> ha. But spelled like yeah, well, Jackhead with a Q. Jacks a lantern. Jacks all lantern. So it's by Evolution Craft Brewing. I believe we did one beer by them. Um, that's out of Salisbury, Maryland. It's a pumpkin beer. Let me taste one more. Man. Uh, it's not overly pumpkin like a pumpkin no, coffee. No. This has got a weird. There's some it's got weird too much going it. on. Yeah. So I did see that it's supposed to have cinnamon, ginger, which mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of ginger unless it's ginger ale. Yeah. Nutmeg and allspice. I do think I taste all of those and it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why like I, someone was like, yo, let's yeah. add everything we like and we put it and it'll probably be good, right? Yo, that first sip hit me. I was like, it wasn't bad, but it was just like, what is going yeah, again, on? Again, I don't dislike it, but it, I definitely wouldn't pick this beer yeah. over anything. <laughs> Um, but it's a 6.3, so it's a pretty strong beer. So that gets um, it a 6 at least. You know, I yeah. change that goalpost every week. <laughs> uh, what would you rate this? I'm going to give it a 6.2, reluctantly. Yeah, the, the 6.3 is really helping it. Yeah, I mean, trust me, if it was anything under 6, it was definitely going to be in the 4s. So. I'm going to go 6. I'm not... I'm not, I don't like the spice beer. So yeah. the other one had uh, some interesting things going on, but it was like mellow. Yeah, yeah, it was this real was like subtle. Much. This this was just like right at the front door, like, what's up, y'all? I'm here. Yeah, it's like someone had some shakers of spice and dumped it in my beer. Somebody said, hey, man, can you do me a favor? Can you uh put some of those spices in there for me? Which ones? You know, all of them. Like, all right. I like all these spices. Let's put them all in. And then the guy leaves the room and he comes back. And the other guy poured all, not just a little bit of all of them, but just all of all of them. Um, So, I'll let you go ahead and do uh, your movie. All right. So, yeah. Since uh, this is kind of going to be Halloween week, the week everyone's going to be doing stuff leading to this coming weekend. Um, I watched the Rob Zombie version of Halloween. 
how'd that work out for you? So, I liked it. First off, I'm not a horror movie guy, so this is coming from a non-horror movie fan. And sometimes that's important, though. Yeah. Um, so, a different perspective, because you're a horror movie fan, yeah. so we got two perspectives. First off, I want to say, I saw the reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes, and it was like super bad. I'm like... That doesn't make sense to me. That's why I don't because read their Halloween fucking reviews because they're fucking cunts. You could correct me if I'm wrong. I, I saw Halloween as a kid, but it was mm. really a slasher film and not tons of a story. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I was like, am I, was I missing something? So there's a story if you want there to be a story. But no, the ultimate goal was just fucking kill people. Right. So this movie had a story which to someone like me appealed to me. Um First off, I think the casting was outstanding. Um, yeah. That kid was perfect. Even though the guy who plays the grown-up Michael Myers is uh, doesn't speak, I mean, he's a huge dude. Yeah. I like that the fact they made him big because that makes it more believable of like why he he's, can't uh, be stopped. Yeah, exactly. I think he's a professional wrestler. Yeah, Tyler Mayne. He plays Sabretooth in the X-Men. Oh, this isn't a bearded review, but you know what I mean? No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, 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 I saw what it was. And I was like, oh, that's we not had this. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Um, I'm waiting on you. Oh, yeah. I was just <laughs> thinking, like, should I pour the next beer? And I was like, damn, we're about to. This is gonna be our nah, nah, let, fourth let, beer. <laughs> let, let's let's cool out. Oh, I'm, I, I got a full belly. I had a big dinner tonight, and then just it, it's been a, a weird weekend for me. So we're drinking. I gotta uh, cool out. Truly. What do you got? Nah, this is a Bud Light Seltzer. I got the ice tea in between. Yeah, these these are just like, (laughs) yeah, these are like the little, uh, yeah, son, like, son, how are you spilling beer? So I like, um, I like Rob Zombie, first off, like, as a, uh, kind of like a, I don't know, you, it's like his music would be, his music to me is like, it's obviously got heavy metal aspects. But it has a beat making like element to it, and I, I looked him up just because I was like curious. I like what we talked about guilty pleasures. I love looking up music stuff, and like one of the so, things to that's a guilty pleasure. I think that's just a fun hobby. Right, but I, yeah, I do that a lot. Like so, a, a guilty pleasure yeah, is something like you're ashamed of. I'm not ashamed of. Like I'm ashamed of like. Where is she? I don't know what I'm ashamed of. I don't think you're ashamed of very much. Not very much. There's some things that, like, I mean, I'm open. I'll let you know, like, you know, the weird shit that I like. But then there's some things I'm just like, I'd rather not go into details. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll admit to it. It's like, I don't want to talk about it any further. Like, hey, so, like, how many drugs do you like? Some. <laughs> like, let's move on. But, I, but, I think one of the styles of his music they said was, like, it was called groove metal. And I was like, that describes it pretty well. Because it... I'm telling you, there's a lot of sampling and drum machine elements in his music. And I always would hear his music used by scratch DJs. Because it's got like a good beat to it. Like the um, movie. Yes. <laughs> so the movie, Liking Rob Zombie, I, I, I think he had an interesting take on it. He he, he made a story, a kind of a backstory of it. And I mean, it wasn't, it still was kind of like it ended being a slasher film. But it, the story helped it be more interesting to me. Um... Well, Halloween is always going to be a slasher film. <laughs> like, cl- clearly Michael Myers is like, there's something more than wrong than just... I mean, they, they tried to show, like, some of the things that happened to him as a kid led to this. But it's more than that. And, and yeah. like, he had the shrink guy, and he's like, yeah, he's evil. Like, something's wrong. Like, he doesn't have a conscience. Because, I mean, I think me and you have uh, 
uh, we've gone through some bad things in our past. Yeah. And seeing what he went through, yeah, they're bad, but not enough to make him that insane. Like, his stepdad was bad, but not that bad. <laughs> no. I mean, there was a lot of verbal abuse. But, yeah. I mean, also keep in mind, though, too, at the beginning of the movie, he kill, he's he's killing animals. Yeah, like, like small he's animals. got something wrong. That's already kind of a earmark for, you know, going down that serial killer path. So... You yeah, know, like he's it, a perfect. It's almost like he was born kind of evil, and then his childhood made it even worse. It's like he's on the ledge, and you know all the fucking shit around him was just like, "Here, you're at that ledge. We're just gonna push you yeah, over." He, he clearly gets some kind of joy out of killing people and animals. So that's the thing, though. Too, I mean, the episode is coming out tomorrow for us talking today, but for y'all listening yesterday. Off the mats, we discuss Halloween. And one thing that was pointed out with that specific movie is that very rarely was he killing anyone just for the sake of killing. It's like basically you're in his way or you gave him a reason to kill you. It wasn't like, I'm just going to kill you because I'm killing people. It's like the bully in school, obviously. Um, The stepdad. The sister's boyfriend. And yeah, his sister was just kind of in the way. I feel like it started that way. And then it's almost like he got something out of it. Where he wanted to just be a killer. So, so there's a scene also. So. Well no you had my copy. So it was the director's cut. So where he's talking to the nurse. So in the theatrical version. Where he's sitting there. The uh, mom goes to talk to the doctor. And he's sitting in there with the nurse. In the theatrical version it comes back. And he's just stabbing her. And killing her. Okay, Whereas, so I, it, it was weird as I saw a mix of them because okay. when I was at the gym, I watched the theatrical version. Okay, yeah, so it, I did see that part. So in, in in the director's cut, the picture's there, and the nurse looks and says, "Oh, cute baby, she couldn't be related to you," and then he attacks her. So either version is fine to me because without that line in there, it gives you the feeling like this kid is just a monster. He's just killing. But then you put that line in there, and it's like, I'm not saying he should have killed her. <laughs> no. But he was provoked. And, you know, it's just like when he's trying to escape. You know, the old janitor who was cool to him is like, look, you're my boy, but I need to get out of here. And I got to kill you to do so. The dude at what the truck he? stop. Well, yeah, he, he went a little deep with that, though. He, he didn't need to fucking do him that way. He could have just fucking ended him quick. Like he it's like that's your boy, man. You just gonna drown him a little bit and then drop a TV on him. Thank you. I looked after you. Yeah, it was man. like dog. You got a TV to the head. Yeah, what, like what are we doing, son? Shout like, out to J- Danny Trejo. I always like seeing him. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, yo, I, I always find joy in any movie I see him. He was in fucking uh, Harold and Kumar, like a very like <laughs> like Mary like Harold and Kumar. He was like the the father in law. And it's like for this guy that you're so used to seeing him in these hard ass roles, and he's he's a hard ass in that role too, but a sweetheart. It's like all we want for Christmas is a 3D TV. <laughs> you know, probably after Halloween, it's like I just want a 3D TV. <laughs> Mikey hit me in the face with one. Um, but yeah, it, it's like it, it seemed like at least in this one, he wasn't just killing for the sake of killing. Everyone that he killed, it was kind of he he had a goal. He was trying to get somewhere. It's just like, dude, you could have just talked, though. <laughs> just say, hey, where's Angel? Who's Angel? You know, my little sister? Like, who? Yeah, so I'm, I guess as some of the reviews were, like, saying the ending was bad. But 
I mean, the only thing I would question is just what would he, what was he wanting to do with his sister, I guess. Because he found her and grabbed her, but he didn't like want to harm her until she was trying to harm him. So, yeah, I, I think. But, like, I just wonder what he would have, she just, he, he wanted her to know who he was. But then what? <laughs> but I think that's the thing. It, like, you know, maybe he, he didn't know what he wanted. He's not talking. I mean, so it's like you can see he wants that connection back, but you can't have that connection if you don't know what it's supposed to be. But yeah, she has no clue of her past. But also, I don't think that he knew what was going on the outside either. So it's like, you know, what is there for him to understand that she doesn't understand? It's like he doesn't know that she doesn't know about him. So, you know, there's. You know, there's a lot there to unpack. I still don't think it was bad in any way. No, people who are shitting on this movie are dumb. Better horror movies I've seen. I thought some of the shots were good. Mm -hmm. I thought the pace was good. I thought the actors were really good. I shouldn't say this, but he chose some hot ass girls. (laughs) So I thought the new (laughs) scene. Okay, okay, never mind. I was gonna say like the 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 girl who plays Lori. She was born on. February 21st. Shout out to Birthday twin. Um, I was like, yo, she's a cutie pie. Hot people are born on that day. But then I'm watching this movie and it was pointed out like she has no lips. And every time I watch that movie now, I'm just looking at her mouth. I'm like, hmm, that's fucked up. Because now I can't unsee that. She's still pretty. You know the first girl, the first older sister, I thought was Katie Holmes at first. Because she, she looked so familiar yeah. to me. And I thought it was her. And she was has like, those features. And it was Jenny from Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, she looks a lot like Katie Holmes. I mean, was I, uh, I'm glad you agreed with me. Because I was like, no. I really thought that was Katie Holmes. Well, I didn't think it was Katie Holmes. But, no, I, I see the resemblance for sure. Like, th- those features are there. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I figured you would because that, that has a strong base to it. In as much as, again, people like the shit on that movie... It's like, are you just shitting on it? Like, when people say a movie is bad, can you tell me why it's bad? And most times when someone says something's bad, I'm like, why? They can't give me a valid reason other than something that's tongue-in-cheek or being goofy. Then they laugh and they're like, uh, it's like, oh, you're just wanting to fucking shit on something for the sake of shitting on it. It's like, like, if I say I don't like something, I'll tell you why I don't like it if you ask me. But more often than not, like Ohio. I'm a Michigan fan. Fuck Ohio. It's pretty cut and dry. But also, Ohio's a shitty shitty state. Toledo belonged to Michigan. They fucking took fucking Toledo from Michigan. I'm fucking salty about that. It has nothing to do with me. But fuck them. Oh, and Cleveland sucks too. I'm only cheering for Cincinnati because fuck Baltimore. This this also had kind of an ending. I mean, <laughs> I mean, unless there's another one. Yes. I mean, I keep very well could There is. Live, it's it's but... upstairs, but you don't need to see it. <laughs> I, I watched it last week. And I didn't really want to watch it. It's it's weird. Is it Rob Zombie again? Yeah, but I don't think it was necessary. Yeah, I feel like if this one had just ended, it would be a shorter. Obviously, there's multiple Halloweens, the original, but it could yeah. be done right there. And he did what he needed to do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the story was told, and it was a good story. I remember before they did that movie, before it was even announced, I was like, they, you know, already, you know, had talks about the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, Friday the 13th reboot. They did the Texas Chainsaw reboot at that point, which I did enjoy. One of my favorite reboots um, of any reboots. And then they did the Amityville reboot, another really good one. And I was like, if they reboot Halloween, 
in any way, shape, or form. I refuse to watch it. And then they announced Rob Zombie's going to be doing it. I was like, oh, I'll check it out. I like Rob Zombie. Checked it out. I enjoyed it. And, you know, I remember seeing the Rotten Tomato scores and, like, the, the you know, audience scores. And they're all, like, shitting on it. It's like, well, what would you? So that's another thing, too, when people are like, a movie's bad. It's like, well, what would you have had? What would you have done different to make it better? Yeah, that, that whole thing is weird, too, because you could not like a movie but still think it's a good movie. It's just not your story. Um, and then there's some movies I've seen they are like, I mean, they're poorly made. It's like almost like amateurs with cameras. Like you, there's mess ups. There's the scenes don't look good. The, Sometimes I like that, though, because there's a charm to it. Because it's like, I don't know, there's something about like imperfections. Who's the actor? I mean, the director. So I watched this one movie. It had Peter Green and it was Everlast had a big role in it. It was the only reason I watched this. It's called Lowball and Super B movie. Um, the director was, is it Damien Lithin? I feel like you would know the name. Dang. You started. Lithin. Okay. No, I. He's a big director. I don't know his work, but I, the name sounds familiar, but. It's a big director. Be honest. I, but it was his first ever movie. This, you would say, is a bad movie, but it's also like, I mean, it looks like as if he had some friends be the cameraman and. I mean, that's it's shit super low budget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like, <laughs> like it would be good if me and you made that movie, <laughs> but it's not good for a Hollywood. You know, I mean, ne- it was shot pretty poorly. Neither, neither was Clerks. But it wasn't a terrible, terrible movie. Um, Peter Green's always interesting in movies. He's a great uh, playing someone that he was playing like a cop that also did coke. He's good at those type of roles. He was in Pulp Fiction, right? Peter Green. He's the guy with the slick black blonde hair. He was in. He's in a lot of those type of movies. You talk about Harvey Keitel, The Wolf. Let me see, Peter. Let me show you Peter Green. Cause yeah. Well, this is. He looks terrible right now. But this is. I thought he was in Pulp Fiction. No, he was in uh, Usual Suspects. Yes. Yes. Okay. But, no, he was in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He was. He was. Um, I think he's the cop in the one movie, the the Gimp. Yes, yes. He he's the Zed. I always forget about that part. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. He's Zed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's like there are movies that I don't like, but I can say that there's like Saint Maud. My friend Marilyn Phil and I we were just talking about that last night. And he loves it. I don't. I just thought it was a cock tease. It, it was built up to nothing. It was. It was. It was shot very nicely. It had some tense moments. It had some good build up. But at the end of it all, it did nothing for me. Would I watch again? No. Would I tell you not to watch it? Eh. If, if, go give it a try. I, I mean, but I don't like the movie. But I think the movie was shot well. And, and there's a difference between saying something's really bad and something, you know, it's like, I love Point Break. It's one of my fucking favorite movies. Yeah, and Mean Girls. So what what the fuck does that say about my choice in movies? Nothing. It just says, look, I like to put those movies on when I just want to fucking, like, sit there and get drunk and just stare at the screen. Yeah, we all have movies we like that maybe not everyone. Um, even Fight Club was a... A lot of people that don't like it 
it's because they're not listening to the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And if you just ignore that and you're like, for the story, then Fight Club seems like a bad movie. You're like, what's the, I don't get the point. There's a bunch of guys fighting and then there's a club and it's stupid. It's, it's yeah. the little dialogue in between that makes it an interesting movie. That not everyone, I think, to be honest, I think Fight Club's a more of a definitely guy movie more well, than anything yeah. else. So the girls don't, aren't interested enough probably to pay attention to the dialogue. I mean, I don't. And it has a lot to do with materialism, and I think maybe that's a thing more appealing to guys. I mean, I don't, I mean, whether it's a male or a female liking one movie versus the other, I don't, you know, people like what they like. I mean, you know, it's like with Fight Club, that that's, you look at the title alone, what female is going to say, I want to go see Fight Club? You know, there's some females out there that, that dig the movie, but there are also those females that just say they like the movie, just, you know, say, I like the movie because it's the cool thing to say, I like the movie. You know, there are tons of those out there. But there are people that they genuinely like the movie, you know, and, and that's cool. I mean, that's the thing with people liking movies and liking what you like. That's what it really kind of comes down to is like, if you like this, you like it. Now, that's why I don't like critics. Most critics are fucking failed film students and they're mad at the world. So that's what they do is they sit there and they critique something. And it's like, oh, could you do better? Oh, you couldn't. Because oh, you flunked out of film school. I think Fight Club was poorly loser. reviewed when it came out. The, yeah, the, theater-wise, well. theater well, it got bad reviews, but... Yeah. And it did terrible at the box office. Yeah. I think Snatch did, and The Professional. Well, The Professional, was it in theaters? If it was, if it, it, was it was limited release. Cause it was I, originally called Leon. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean... Which was a pretty poor name for that movie. The Professional's a better name. Well, I mean, like, because like, I, I got put on to the professional way after the theatrical release. This was years yeah, later. Well, the way I got into the professional was just on one of those free TV movies where usually it is a shitty movie that they put on for free. It's like Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Like, eh, just put this so on. So I watched the edited version. I was like, I mean, I was hooked instantly. I was like, yeah, this movie is great. Um, That... I actually just bought another digital cut. The director's cut digital that and watched it recently. Still holds up. Love it. I love the professional, yeah. Um, I watched, because it's still a horror movie time for me, so I watched this movie called Spell on uh, Prime the other night. And the premise to it is basically there's this guy. It, it, it's actually kind of a poorly done story. It's an interesting movie, but the story is really piss poor. Because as I'm thinking about it now, it's like there's no real backstory. You get like kind of little flashes and glimpses of his childhood. But so there's this lawyer. He He's well off, but he's from like the south, like the bayou, like out there in the swamps. And he gets a letter or a phone call that his father's passed away. So he's going to go back, you know, and... You know, whatever it is you do when people die. I don't know. Mourn. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I don't fucking know. So I'm tired. Uh, but so he, he heads back. He's rich as fuck. He's got two kids. This this brought up a conversation between Sarah and I when we we're talking about our childhood. Like, Sarah had a decent childhood, you know. I Eventually, I had a decent childhood, you know, moving in with my grandparents everything kind of turned around but we're talking about with Sophie is like there are things that she won't 
can't relate to will never ever be able to relate to from our childhood and we can't relate to hers and that's with anything anyone but the thing is in this movie this guy he's now well off he's very wealthy his kids that's all they know as well i mean they've got like this this single engine plane and it's actually the son's plane the dad bought it for him but so they're flying out in a single engine plane out to wherever the hell and they're flying through a storm they crash the dad wakes up he's basically you know essentially being held captive um and you know the the big thing to it all is like down there a lot of voodoo and hoodoo it is the norm and they're trying to use him for some sort of a spell so it's not really explained very clearly but i gather that you know he was lured down there so they could do this to him and then try to you know conduct a spell it wasn't a very good movie not a lot of rewatch value but it has some some interesting moments it was fun for sure but wouldn't recommend other than like a one-time watch just like you know again drinking or taking some drugs watch it because it because it, it has some creepy moments um it was similar to rob zombie's house of a thousand corpses on one element of it but on the other element of it it was very similar to the movie the skeleton key which also deals with voodoo um so watch that and kind of wrapping up with the halloween stuff horror movies with the podcast um as i mentioned we did the halloween episode um Teresa and I sat and talked about it and, you know, got to say, I think because I yelled at her about like my previous guest, I think she did like, I think she was like, I'm going to come in here with notes and prepare. She fucking did great. I was, I was like, I was really, she, she made a silly comment at one point I had to edit it out and I was like, okay, like too much, too far. Good soup. (laughs) It's like, no, I couldn't even do that. It was like super inappropriate. Got to take that out. Um, but super impressed, like, so, like so much so that we talked about, I was like, dude, I think I might do a monthly horror movie, like just show, uh, with rotating guests four rotating guests, um, her, my friend, Marilyn, Phil, Sarah, and then I'm trying to figure out a fourth to kind of rotate in there and just do it once a month and just talk about various, uh, horror things for decades, stuff like that, because I had a lot of fun doing the research for all, all these movies, even though it wouldn't sound like it when you listen to the episodes. <laughs> it's like, dude, did you even fucking watch the movies? I mean, they're on. <laughs> like, I wouldn't go as far as say I watched them, but, you know, I tried. But um, we did that, and so we finished out doing that episode for the Halloween series, and then watching, obviously, the like the most recent Halloween several times. The more I watch it, the more I realize it's not a very good movie. And I would only watch it to get to the next movie. And hopefully the next movie cleans it up. But I don't have high hopes. The 2018 Halloween was really good. But this follow-up one was not. And I think the one next year is probably going to be just... Because I think it's it was probably that these two movies got stretched out to be two separate movies. when it could have just been one movie. But, you know, money. And then um, I always forget I have ESPN Plus. So I'm flipping around the 30 for 30s. And I decided to watch The Bad Boys, 30 for 30. And the, the fucking emotions and the nostalgia that came up watching that. 
Like, and just seeing the story on how that team was formed was a lot of fucking fun. Because I didn't realize, um, you know, when he took Isaiah number two, like, that, that was basically the building, the building block. They took him, then they went and uh, traded. I don't know if they traded, but they got Bill Lambert from Cleveland. And then they went down to Washington and recruit or um, traded for Rick Mahorn, who didn't want to play for them. He came in out of shape and, like, just trying to be a dick. And Isaiah and Bill pulled him to the side. I was like, look, we're trying to build something special. We're trying to win. And he was still kind of being like, nah, fuck you guys. Whatever happened, he warmed up to it, and then they started kind of coming about. Then uh, they got John Sally, Vinny Johnson, Adrian Dantley. And then uh, they drafted Rodman. And it was like, oh shit, we got a team here. Cool. But they had to get rid of Dantley. And they traded him for, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name now. Like, instead, though, well, they had Joe Dumars. Yeah, and but... Dumars. Yeah, they drafted Dumars. Um, but basically who they traded for from the Mavericks, he was the number one pick before Isaiah. I just can't remember the name now. And I don't know why I don't remember it now. Probably because I, I want to talk about it. Because I've known the name for years. But just watching that felt good. And then watching that whole, like, the build-up, them trying to get through the Celtics. Once they get through the Celtics, then they got to get through the Lakers. They can't get through the Lakers, and eventually they get through the Lakers. But they struggled because the Bulls were coming up. Oh, yeah. That's when Jordan was coming up. I mean, looking back then, that was back when they made teams. Oh, yeah. I wanted to... I didn't know how to incorporate that, so it was kind of good you brought that up. Of just like teams now, as they form these super teams, but they yeah. don't necessarily mesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering like how Russell Westbrook will mesh with the Lakers, because he's a guy that wants the ball in his hand, and yep. and he so far he's put. I mean, it's super early, but he's played like shit. And there's a lot of talk on like sports talk shows. He should maybe come off the bench and run up the second team because. Yeah. He's kind of a ball-dominant person, but LeBron's going to be the better shooter. Anthony Davis is a way better shooter. Yeah. So Russell Westbrook being on the court of those two is kind of a waste. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it's just like, what happened to the days of building a balanced team, which is what the Bulls were? Yeah. You had Dennis Rodman. He doesn't need to take any shots. No. He'll go get your rebounds and play good defense. And oh. it still allows Jordan to take 90% of the top shots. Well, and that was the thing. When you look at all those teams, though, from the 80s into the 90s. Yeah, that was, they were building teams. Like, and, and people talk a lot of shit, like, not a lot, but you know, you hear the talks about Jordan's like, well, Jordan wasn't anything until Pippen got there. It was like, well, no, when Pippen was no. there, I mean, Jordan was still coming up. And Jordan was. I mean, he dropped fucking 63 on the Boston Celtics. I mean, well, and that's the thing, too. <laughs> By himself. <laughs> that's the thing, too. You, you saw Pippen's growth. Like, during the Bat Boys uh, documentary, they talked about Pippen growing up. And, and becoming a better player, and then and then seeing that Bulls team form into something special, and you know that's what took the Pistons out is that 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 Bulls team formed and was tough. Now right after the Pistons won that second title, was it the second? When they won uh, one of the titles, oh shit, thank you. Um, the Timberwolves came into the league, and the expansion draft happened, and you could protect eight players. And the Pistons had 10. And Rick McHorn was one of the players they didn't protect. And, uh, you know, there was some, I think it was after the first title. That's what it was. You could see there was some salt 
there. Like, you know, the, the players love Rick, but, the you know, the front office was like, look, we can't protect them all. So he got drafted to the Timberwolves, coming off a championship team. And that's where Rodman was able to now uh, kind of step up into that role. And when, when you look at what he brought to that team, he, he was the enforcer on that team, him and Lambeer. Uh, it was interesting just to watch that team grow, but then interesting to see how it all kind of fell apart too because, you know, nothing lasts forever. And again, you know, I think what stung the most is when the Bulls beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals, they swept them. It wasn't even like it was competitive. They swept the Pistons out. And, you know, Jordan made some comments. It was like, basically, the Pistons are bad for basketball. Everyone would be happy to see them gone. Da-da-da. And, you know, Isaiah was like, look, I've never seen anybody talk so poorly about the fucking defending championship team. Like this guy's talking about, you know, this team. You know, a team that was very unlikely and, and again, grew and built. Much like the Bulls, they grew too. You know, and that's what I love about those teams is like, you know, you saw the Lakers in, in the Celtics, you know, in, what, 78, 79, where they took Magic and, and Bird, number one and two. But, you know, from that point, you know, they are already they already had, like, good players. They are already kind of in those spots. Those were good-ass teams. Yeah. Like Magic was – he was capable of being a scoring point guard, but he was a pass-first guy. That's why people yeah. compare LeBron to him because LeBron's mm-hmm. kind of a pass – I wouldn't say he's a hundred percent pass for us, but LeBron has—he will surprise people if you yeah. don't know his assist for his career per game. It's pretty high. Yeah. Um, but Kareem was the number one scorer. You had James Worthy, kind of the secondary. Yep. And then they had role players, and and I just wonder—we've come into the era of now putting superstars on the team, uh, okay. but they're there's these—they're all scorers because scoring is the most important thing in the NBA that's looked at. So I wonder how the Lakers will be. And then I'm hoping it's way too early to tell. And I follow the Wizards. They are 2-0. <laughs> they play two shitty teams. But Lakers there's 80 more games. They have Bradley Beal as a star. That's it. But they have a crazy, ridiculous bench. So I, I would love it if the Wizards are good this year. I don't know if they will, but their bench is amazing as a bench. And then... They're still, they had the two rookies, uh, I think Rui Hachimura, he stepped out because of mental issues, so he hasn't played yet, I don't know what it is, hopefully he's alright, because I liked him, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like at NBA though, has gone overboard with these super teams, and you see the Bucks just won the championship, they weren't a super team, no. they have a good all-round team. You, you might say they have three good players, but no. I mean, Drew Holiday and uh, Middleton, they're not superstars. They're not. I mean, and they're good because they play with Giannis. And there's chemistry there. Yeah. You see when they had Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden on the Rockets, they did make it to the playoffs. But if you watched that season, because I like both of those players back then, my feelings on Westbrook kind of changed. And I feel like he's the best and worst player on the court of all time. Like, I like Harden more than Westbrook, for sure. But what they they were starting to play them not together because they couldn't be on the... 
they did the same thing. Yeah. So it takes them out. So I, I noticed they would play Westbrook a lot when Harden went out. And then and it makes more sense to do it that way. So there's, I miss um, having complete teams of like Yeah. Well so you don't need five scorers. That you that was two scorers. That was the thing looking at this documentary is that you saw like not just the Pistons, but all the teams. They had everyone, like you said, role players. Everybody had a had a role to play. And again, you got to watch the Pistons grow up. You got to watch the Bulls grow up. But what's even more interesting is you got to watch the Celtics grow old and move over. And you got to watch the Lakers do the same thing because that's what helped the Pistons. The Lakers, I mean, the Pistons, they play hard. <laughs> like, you know, tackling cats in the middle of the court. Like, And, and that was their game plan. They said it. They were like, look, the first part of it, take Magic out. Magic had a nagging hamstring injury. So, like, he's down. James Worthy next. They went after him and got in his head and just kept fucking with him the entire series. They, they, like, they'd have Mahorn on him. And then the next game, they put Lambert on him. And they both fucking played different types of mind games on him. Basically, they aged out and they're like, okay, cool. Now we got the title word. Now you got the Trailblazers growing up. Same thing. They did the same thing to them. Now the Bulls growing up. And now they're doing that shit to the Pistons. And, you know, they couldn't they couldn't keep up. And then the Bulls went on, you know, I think Isaiah, he took uh, tours Achilles, and he retired after that. Joe Dumars stayed on the team until 99. So he, he got to watch the Bulls in all their glory. And that had this thing. But it, it, it's interesting to look at that Bad Boys team and then look at the 04 Pistons team that won as well. Very similar in how they did that, where you didn't have the stars. The 04 team was a defensive team. Good all around team. So were the bad boys, yep. like, like, and, and it was like basically, they're stars now because of back then the bad boys. You know we know them, but during that time, they they were a bunch of role players, they're a bunch of you know pieces from other teams, and then that that old four team was very similar. They had Tayshawn Prince. They they drafted him, Rip Hamilton. Uh, they went and picked up. Uh, ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups, you know, they, they built a team and they went to two, you know, back-to-back uh, finals games. They could have won back-to-back. It was close. They no, lost in seven. Who did they lose to? Uh, the Spurs. Oh, yeah. The Spurs in seven. The Spurs were the team, though, similar. Yeah, that's a built, team, too. They built a team. But they didn't yeah. have stars. Yeah. They had a good all-around team. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping this year, I mean, I feel like well, Brooklyn's going to be... I would choose Brooklyn as the favorite, so the NBA season just started, by the way. Yeah, so Brooklyn has it, Kyrie, with, who's refusing to play. Basically, there's a rule in New York where you have to be vaccinated. And it's weird as other teams can come in, non-vaccinated, they can play in the game, because I guess they're visiting. But he's not allowed to play. It's so but fucking dumb, man. I, I don't think they need Kyrie, to be honest. And if they could trade him... There were some rumors of like them trading him for John Wall. I'm not a big fan of John Wall, but he's a good point guard. But uh, Brooklyn's bench is ridiculous now. They like have remember Aldridge? Yeah, he was a star. He yeah. retired because he had a heart issue. He's back. He's on their bench. Uh, Patty Mills from the Spurs was on their championships. He's on their bench. Like the the Brooklyn has a ridiculous team. The Lakers have a ridiculous team, but I'm hoping one of these teams with just like good chemistry 
yeah. beat them. So, Although Brooklyn versus the Lakers would be an amazing finals because of just Kyrie versus LeBron, Kevin Durant versus Westbrook. There, there's a lot of stories that are <laughs> yeah. played off of. I mean, and the thing is about watching that documentary, I actually started falling in love with basketball again. I was I, I got interested. I was like, dude, I'm excited for basketball now. So then that led me to watch the Fab Five documentary. That's a good one. God damn. That's the one when uh Weber refused to be on it, right? Yeah, yeah, that shit was so good, yeah, though. It, I tear it up. To to me too, one thing that's always shocking about Weber, I think Weber is one of the best commentators. Like I love yeah. listening when he does the games. I mean he's very well spoken. When you go back and look at that that story and, and look at that team and how it was built, it's like because when you look at the uh, McDonald's top one hundred, they had Chris Webber was number one, Jawan was number four, Jalen was nine, Jimmy uh, King was eleven, and then Ray Jackson was like fucking fifty six or no forty six. And I was saying to Sarah, I was like. There's something telling about that when you look at that ranking and then you look at their NBA careers. Weber was number one. He went number one. And he, he had a solid career. Oh, yeah. He, he's. You know? So I think the NBA just announced doing like a, the top 75. Yeah. But they weren't. I think the thing was the people that made the top 50, that's set. Yeah. Because to me, to be honest, if you were to redo it, some people would probably get bumped out. But I think mm-hmm. their thing is, once you are in the top fifty, you're now you're just in it. So you add twenty five more. And Weber's on the. I don't know if he made it. I don't know if he even it's official. I just know it was a something people are talking about. Career wise, he's close because he he changed the game. He was yeah. way more athletic for a power forward than anyone yeah. else. Like that dude could dribble like a point guard if you want. Yeah, and travel. And call timeout <laughs> winners no more. Yeah, I cried. I cried myself to sleep that night. Fuck all y'all. Yeah, he didn't participate just because of that, which is weird. And I heard like him and Jalen finally talked. It was like this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jalen's another one, though. Amazing. I love Jalen Rose. He's amazing, though, as an analyst. Yeah. Both of those dudes. So so they're like from the inner city, aren't they? Yeah, they're both from Detroit. They're both like super well-spoken and intelligent. Yeah. But, you know, but never mind, I'm not going to say Well, it. Michigan had that whole image of being like, they were the ones that brought the baggy shorts, the black socks, so they, the black shoes. So they went over that in the documentary, too. All the alumni sending all these nasty letters with tons of things that I can't repeat here. I can't. It's my show. <laughs> say what I want. But, you know, but the, the thing is, it's like, like, when you look at that, that, that story and you see just like Jalen was already kind of an entertainer so it's like him being on ESPN in that role that he's in now it was destined to happen Chris Webber you know he does actual games he, he was he wasn't as outspoken back then no, he wasn't at all Jawan was a little bit more outspoken actually um, but and Jawan Howard was the one who actually kind of really like built that bad five because like basically Chris Webber was number one he was considering going to Duke or Michigan State uh, and they were like look we don't get him we get Jawan and we can get the rest and Jawan brought in uh, Ray Jackson and Jimmy King and then finally got Chris Webber I missed the part where they were talking about getting uh, Jalen I think he was already kind of committed 
uh, to go in there anyway. But it's just like watching that team form and watching, you know, that build. And then just watching them play. You know, when you, when you talk about the Pistons team that, you know, had a bunch of role players, you know, guys that played their, played their part. Then you get this Fat Five team. They changed the game because they were all scorers. But it wasn't like they were fighting for the ball either. They all uh, wanted. That was a base team. They who, all wanted who, to share. I I'm forgetting now. Who did they lose to? They lost to Duke, Forgive which the, the thing about that Duke game is they played Duke earlier in that season and lost uh, by one or two. They lost like on a last second shot, or they missed the last second shot in the regular season. They got blown out in the fucking finals, and then they played Carolina, which they they were in that game, and Weber called the timeout. And even after that, they still weren't out of it. They still weren't done. But I think from that point, Chris was just like, "Look, I had it." Well, they were talking about um, Mitch Albon. He was walking with Chris Weber, and they were walking past something, and his jersey. They were selling the the Michigan number four jersey for seventy five dollars. And Chris was like, look, man, they selling that for $75. Somebody's getting that money. I got to borrow money to get put gas in my car. And Mitch was like, yeah, he ain't coming back. <laughs> like, that, that dude is not coming back. And, I mean, and then, then they went over the whole um, booster, yeah, the, the money that scam. Yeah, guy that was giving out money. And, like, basically, Jalen, like, came up and was like, yeah, he gave us money. He gave him a couple thousand. And Chris went and said a whole different thing. And I think that's what caused the, the static. Yeah, but it's that static. And then Chris refuses to talk about the timeout thing because there is like a clip of yeah, there's yeah. assistant coach that sounds like he's yelling out. Well, there was a timeout. teammate that was yelling Someone's out. yelling timeout. Yeah, because the teammate was in the documentary so, saying, I thought we had a timeout. Yeah, if you're in that situation, you're hearing your bench, someone from your bench calling timeout. I think it's human nature to call timeout. Yeah. Well, even you can see when Chris calls a timeout, and then they call the technical foul. He turns around and says, "Yo, who? Like, why are you telling me to call timeout? Because yeah, he he got forced into that corner, where instinctively was like, yes, let me get over here and call the timeout. I'm pretty sure in the huddle prior to that, Steve Fisher said they had no more timeouts. But again, you're in a pressure yeah, moment, he's, so he was being pressured. He's panicked. But you I mean you hear that? I mean, yeah. Those situations are tough. I mean, I remember in one of our leagues, I got called for a technical foul that cost us the game almost. Well, no, did, we did end up losing, and I aided to it, to be honest. But it was because they were passing the ball in. We were full court pressing. I was pressing the person passing the ball in. He did a pump fake. I don't know if you remember it, but I slapped the ball out of his yeah. hands because he pump faked it. And I, I just naturally did it. And then it went right to me, and I scored. And we were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you can't hit it out of the inbounder's hands like that. Well, he shouldn't put his fucking hands in like that. Fuck <laughs> he should have faked it. But yeah, bitch. yeah. But I mean, I, honestly, I didn't know that rule. But I mean, it makes sense. But the the fact that he kind of he threw it in, but didn't throw it. Like he pump faked it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I get the rule. But the the way it looked in full speed, like everyone was congratulating, like, oh shit, we scored, yeah. And then it was like. Uh, and that actually was my last foul, and I was out of the game. <laughs> yeah. So they got technical free throws, beat us, and I'm out of the game. I fucked up. Way to fuck it up, man. Yeah, I'm like Chris <laughs> Webber. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I watched that, and it, it was it was good. Actually, I'm just there's uh, the Lakers and the Celtics documentary on there now. I think I'm gonna watch that and just go through that, and then do uh, the Last Dance. I like I'm in this mode now. Where I'm like, you know what? I want to I want to fall back in love with basketball. It's just. 
I miss it. But I think what's going on was ruining for me, like like you said, like these these powerhouse teams that they're building, where it's like, it, is there any chemistry? It like when the Heat, when the Heat did it, there was chemistry there. Those were good friends. They're all friends playing together, and that you know that was cool. And it's almost kind of like when you see this happening, yeah, you have to wonder, it's like, how much are you guys like? with each other you just like look we want to win the title like again when the bad boys did it they weren't building the team it was the the team presidents they're like look we're gonna put this together we see this happening we can make it happen again they brought in rick mahorn he was like yeah i don't want to play here <laughs> he was like i don't fucking play in detroit i mean even isaiah didn't want to go to detroit he like when when the draft came up and he isaiah said he answered all the interview questions wrong on purpose and uh the the team president was like look if you're there at number two we're taking you and he was like, fuck. <laughs> so they took him and, you know, he, he embraced it, went with it. And then Bill and Beer was playing for the Cavs at that time. You know, like, we like him, he's scrappy, take him. And then, you know, they got Rick Mahorn, they drafted Dumars a couple years later. I mean, they they put together a team and it worked. And that's the shit you like to see. I mean, the Bucks, it works. Let's, I, I want to see more. I want to see less of the fucking, you know, yeah. all-stars all on one team. the Wizards because I've watched them. But yeah. um, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, there's – the NBA playoffs are awesome. And that's when we started our podcast. And we yeah. talk a lot about them. Yep. It, it just sucks there's 82 games. Yes. But I don't know how you change that because if you change that, the playoffs are longer than the regular season. Because I like the seven-game series format. Um, yes. So it, it just sucks though that starting out in the NBA season, probably you won't hear us talk too much about the NBA. It's just because it's too long. It's like baseball. That's what kills baseball. Yeah. You The Orioles lost 110 games, I believe. It's fucking disgraceful. Like, why would you want to go watch a team that went losing 110 games? Well, they don't. <laughs> Have you seen the Orioles game? No, like, I could I could go get a ticket for a I went to Yeah, I went to one game. It was completely empty. So... So yeah, there's that. All right, you wanna let's go ahead and jump We're to this. Another beer. So we got some, like I said, Halloween themed beers. This one has a lot of describing as Batman. It's not Batman. <laughs> so it's man bats, bat. It's bat squatch. No, it's man so, bat from uh, the Batman series. Uh, Sasquatch and bat combined. So it's by Rogue Ales. I think this is our third beer by them, actually. Um, that's out of Portland, England. And it's a New England Hazy IPA, which I have come to notice those when it's called a New England IPA. That's kind of like a juicy IPA. Um, it definitely is like, I would describe this as like orange juice. The yeah. color is orange juice. It's hazy. So it's, it's got it's that got cloudiness. A, to and it. a sweet to it. Um so yeah, it's got a tropical juicy IPA using mosaic, and uh, we won't even go into the hops. We don't even know what that means, so okay. we won't even read it. But basically, <clears throat> I think it tastes like a sour orange juice. Not yeah. Six point seven percent though. We like that. Yep. <clears throat> and we had some good strong beers. Went from eleven one six three to six seven. What other podcast does that? We're averaging like a 9% beer today. <laughs> Fuck all um, y'all. So yeah, what would you rate this one? I think move it up. Seven. Yeah, it's, it's unique. I wouldn't say it's unique. It's like a typical the New England style IPAs we've been having, which we generally have been getting around sevens. 
I think the only thing that hurts it is we had that first beer that was eleven one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that was pretty. Again, it's not the most tasty, but <clears throat> the fact that it's eleven one and it tastes that good. Second beer was too much spice for me. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Dang, you went seven zero. I gotta yeah. be honest. I gotta go six eight. So I wanted it to get a seven, but <laughs> I I was gonna go like in the sixes, but I was like, you know what? It's that that touch of sweet I like, so I moved it up. I moved it up one. The six point seven <clears throat> is a beast, and, and I feel like on a day you didn't have to go against the eleven point one percenter, you would have been higher. But yeah, mm-hmm. Basquatch. So yeah. Uh, sticking with Halloween, I know you've also <clears throat> done some costume parties. We've done a few Halloween stuff in the years past. Um, but what would you say is some of your best costumes? My, you, I, I know you, I've seen pictures. I don't think I've been with you when you've been one of the really good ones. My most memorable one for me having done and the work that went into it was uh, the Tooth Fairy. Where I had basically a bunch of uh, clay teeth all over my face. Um, I never saw that one. I, I have to find a picture. It, it I, I won a uh, evil tooth fairy. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I won a <laughs> scariest uh, costume that year, and um, and there was another. I won two two prizes that year for that costume. That that's the one that stands out to me. Like a lot of my costumes, I try to have fun with. Um, I, I was the uh the from the movie The Strangers. I got like a a sack and put it over my head and like dressed up in a suit. I think I did see that one. And drew a smiley face on the sack. It was like, it, I mean, I'm glad people got it. As soon as I walked in, people saw it. I was like, oh, shit. Like, because uh, that's what I go for. It's like, if I'm coming in with something, I don't want to be unrecognizable. I want it to be something that people will look at. I was like, either I get it or it's fucking with me. And either one works. Uh, I skipped out this year on Halloween, the Halloween party. And I was going to uh, do Spider-Man from the uh, cartoon. It's basically the Spider-Man suit with sweatpants on because I didn't want my nuts being, you know, kind of hanging out at the party. Because like, we started drinking, it gets a, it gets a little, it gets a little wild. I was like, all right, let me go ahead and wear these sweatpants. You know, there'd be gray sweatpants. We're like, hey, my eyes are up here. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I heard the girls like the gray sweatpants. Yeah, apparently, but I don't know. Like, the, I put up this one of me. I was like, yeah, I'm taking these fucking sweatpants back. My fucking dick print ain't showing. Fuck you, old navy. Um, well, maybe you didn't have much to show. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> but um, but the Tooth Fairy was the, the big one that I, I actually really liked. I did Dead Presidents one year. I like that one. I'm not crazy about putting like makeup on. I'm just really wouldn't. Not liking it like, oh, I'm a guy. I don't wear makeup. No, it's just like I don't like stuff like having just any like prosthetics or anything on my face. I don't like contacts or nothing. But when I did Dead Presidents, that was fun. Tooth Fairy. Uh, I, I did the gay Michael Myers <laughs> where I had a Michael Myers mask on but I had on a romper that looked like his uh, uh, normal Michael Myers suit it was like these shorts <clears throat> god damn I'm still choking my spit but I did that one that was fun but it was cold as fuck um, and then I don't know I think this is the first year I'm not doing anything for Halloween. We've done mm-hmm. like winter parties in the past. We've done, we've gone to uh, haunted houses 
or just haunted something, whatever the event is. Trails. Um, yeah. But yeah, what, one thing I don't <clears throat> understand is how it transformed to this, and I would say one of my best costumes is how did Halloween transform to just being in whatever? Like, people be started becoming like cartoon characters or like uh, just anything. You can be a celebrity. People be like, yeah. Donald Trump for Halloween. That's always been Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it should be something scary. But yeah, I mean, my best costume, I think, that I ever was, was the Pills the Berry Doughboy, because it was funny. And I was just dressed in all white. I went white face. Um, I had a chef's can't hat. Can't get in trouble for that. And, uh, <laughs> um, it's probably, it probably could be nowadays. Someone would get mad. Um, a chef would call a you out. I was trying to think. One of my best, my favorite costume, though, was like, we did the... Uh, hockey mask. It was David, your old next door neighbor. It was almost like wearing a hip hop version of the ghost. Remember the starter jerseys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would wear the starter Bulls jersey, which is probably my favorite shirt of all time that I own, with the hockey mask. Um, and then David wore the New York Knicks with the hockey mask. Gross. We look like our. Actually, we're the insane clown posse before the insane clown posse, I think. Jesus Christ. Um, which they're pretty wack. <clears throat> yes, there's a documentary about them. I am gonna watch it. Did I, you see when the one dude tried to drop kick Fred Durst? No, it was like within the last two years. I'll I'll pull it up on YouTube. So I got again, I'm not a huge Olympus. I, I I think we've talked about Olympus. I like their the music portions. Like I think they have some tight ass beats. Fred yeah. Durst is hit or miss. Yeah, there, there's some, uh, he's hated on, but there's some songs I actually do like. Um, and then there's some whack. Like, when he's trying to be a straight-up rapper, he's whack. But when he's... I, I like... I can't tell if I like Lift Biscuit or not. But I like yeah. their... The, the the way they distort the guitars mm-hmm. into a beat. I like that, to be honest. I'm not going to hate on them. Because I, I think they're great at that. Kind of like the Beastie Boys are great at, like, experimenting with sound. Um, regardless, so there, there was an incident where one of the Insane Cloud Posse guys... You know, they were into, like, wrestling or whatever... But he tried to drop kick, like stage rust and drop kick Fred Durst. Dude missed. He just <laughs> fell on his face. Though most embarrassing thing I feel like could happen is you you're trying to embarrass Fred Durst, <laughs> which is a he I mean he's a target of a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> what a backfire. <laughs> Yo, you just there there was nothing in the way. Like he just straight missed. <laughs> So he jumps, does a double drop kick, and just falls flat. And then the security guards rush him. And then I think Fred Durst says something like, "What a fucking idiot!" <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even shook by they're, it. They're dumb. Like, okay. <laughs> like, like the yeah, they're. I remember uh, what was it? The Great White Hype soundtrack. There's a song by the Insane Clown Posse on on that soundtrack. And I liked the song. I wasn't aware of what they were. I didn't know what they you know were about yet. But I liked the song. I was like, okay, this doesn't sound terrible. It, it sound it was fun. And then I started hearing more songs about it. I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't need any more of these fucking clowns. And then it turns out they were clowns. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah, they have quite the following. I mean, I, from what I hear, they're the festival they do, the Gathering of Juggalos. I, I see the lineup sometimes. It's actually pretty good. They get a lot of like underground hip-hop. Um, Still but, clowns. Yeah, I don't like them at all from what I've heard of them. They should clown with the underground when they come around. 
Uh, yeah, I'm thinking my, my best outfit was that. And I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to remember like our haunted house stuff. Like, I know we went to Detroit. Uh, I said Detroit almost. I've never been to Detroit. Like, Yo, we should go to Detroit. No. <laughs> All right, I'll go to Detroit without you. Uh, don't. <laughs> we still got to do our Philly trip, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll organize that in the we, next we month once or went so. to a Delaware haunted house thing that had like twelve or so attractions, eight eight, eight, eight attractions, eight attractions. The that best, was worth was the, the best one. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, that was the best one I've been to. Yeah. They had a lot of it was a variety. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all a little bit of. The same thing, kind of like a dark maze, and people jump at you. Um, I, I think one of the things that was unique about that is we did the hayride. Yeah. And the hayride, you're thinking, like, okay, whatever. But the actors actually jumped up onto the hayride. You weren't expecting yeah. that. Yeah. It didn't scare me, but it scared the hell out of the girls. <laughs> yeah. When it, and they were clowns. Yeah. So it wasn't like they're just, like, you know, they were you, clowns. You weren't expecting them to, like, come out and actually jump onto the hayride. <laughs> Um, they had the little haunted bus thing. Yeah, that, it just shook it, it was the bus, fun. but it was more fun than. I mean, it was different. So yeah, it, it was definitely one of the best like experiences that I've had as far as any like the haunted house uh, things go. We've definitely been to some. I mean, again, a lot of them are pretty similar. Little maze. Um, I remember one in particular. You went to someone jumped out and like yelled in your face, and you kind of laughed You're like. Ha, ha, ha. I think I yelled. I back think you yelled you. back, right? Yeah, you're like, um, with I mean, the jump scares might scare you for a second, but I think so. They scare certain people more than others. They don't scare me as much as it, it fucks with my anxiety, because I know it's coming. I'm anticipating it, so when it gets there, it like my brain goes into this like, what do you do? So the only thing I can do safely is scream back or laugh at them, because if like. If I, you know, let the fight or flight take place, I want to lunge at them. But, you know, in reality, it's like, I'm not going to. But, like, my body wants to. Uh, we, so, <clears throat> we did for the, this past weekend, too. We took the kids out. Uh, Sophie and then um, Sarah's got kids. We went up to this place called Camp Cadores. They, they've done it before in the past. It's really cute. Uh, it, it's a campground. Like RVs, tents, everything, and they they decorate for Halloween. Yeah, my my parents mm-hmm. got into that like within the last five years. It's like the, they have a trailer somewhere. Okay. Um, I actually never been to it. It's pretty far away. Um, but they it's big into like they have like a contest of who could decorate their campsite the best. This was um, it was cute. The kids, you know, they go around. They're passing out candy. It was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's not so much like for the adults as much. It was fun seeing the kids. Like Sophie had a blast, and that shit warms my heart. Just seeing her run around, and and she she loves you know uh, Sarah's God kids to death. She it, it's it's like she like she's not getting a sibling. <laughs> like let's just be real. It's like kids are expensive. We can only afford one. So, but the, the like. Um, my friend Bobby's daughter, she always asks about her. She loves that little girl to death. She loves her, you know, her godmother's kids. Um, you know, and it's like when we do things like that with the kids, it's good to see that because it's not always about us. It's like, like would I like to have gone to a haunted house this year? It would have been, it would have been nice. It's not something I need to do, but it would have been nice. 
But getting to see my kid go out and, and have this experience was a fun time too. I may do it next year again. I, I, I will say this, getting there, it sold out uh, this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it was it was rough getting in. Like, like because we're only about 15 minutes away. Yeah, it I took us too. 90 minutes to get with through. COVID last year, yeah, people were like more wanting to go out. So mm-hmm. I did the haunted prison two years ago in uh, Philly. That was my only time in Philly, but I was looking at to do that again, and <clears throat> tickets were already sold out of everything. And yeah. they added a bar, which would have made it more fun. And they had like, I mean, it was VIP to get to the bar, but it was only like thirty bucks. So I was like, oh, that's worth it. It came with a drink. That sounds fun, but sold out. <clears throat> um, well, I think, like you said, with COVID being a thing, but that that kind of offers a, a interesting question in my mind about that because it's like I know one of the things that I thought about when COVID was running heavy and everything's locked down, and a lot of people were just saying, "I just want to go out and have, I just want to go out to eat, shit like that." And I don't know, there's just something that bothered me about that because it's like, well, you got food at home, like, is it that you want to go out and have somebody serve you? Is that what it is? Or, like, what is it? Because it's like, you can still order food in. You know, there are restaurants that are still serving. You can pick up. I wonder if it's just the energy thing and just being out. Like, see, Maybe. I don't know, like, you know, like, some people like to be dressed up to go out. Like, so. That's fun to them. I thought about that, too. Like the people that I, would hear, that I would hear saying it were people that weren't really go-outers. Like, you know, it was the occasional thing. Because to me, it was like, okay. Like, COVID, for me, not COVID itself, but, like, the lockdown, that was a blessing for me. I didn't have to go nowhere. I didn't have to do shit. Like, the only thing that it did that, that was kind of detrimental to me is it took away jiu-jitsu for, uh, you know, like, what, three, four months. And I was still going over to the gym, me and Coach Mark, because we had the keys. We just go into the gym. We train. And then send Coach the video. Like, look, we worked on this. Like, what's up? Like, oh, okay, still sucks. All right. Well, we'll do it. We'll do, like, work on something else. But with with COVID, it was more like it honestly helped me have more family time because I know at one point right before COVID hit, I was at jujitsu every single night. I was at that gym every single day actually. And Sarah pointed out she was like, "Look, Sophie's starting to miss you." And COVID hit. I think it's called. Oh, Sophie made it happen. Sophie's Sophie's the fucking cause of COVID. Actually, I did say on Nerd Rage. I was on Nerd Rage that January, and I says to them, I hadn't been on in a while. I was like, you know, we're talking. I go, dude, honestly, you got too many fucking people. We need a fucking another plague. And That's, then COVID happened. Yeah, I remember I was trying to figure out what movie it was, but it was the second uh, Kingsman. Kind of had uh, something to do with that. Where, yeah. it, like, everyone had this cell phone, and when this certain alarm, it made, it made everyone go into a rage, and the idea nice. was to kill off a bunch of people. I like it. Like it already. Population control. So they, a bunch of rich people got to like a safe spot and they had like a safe thing where that sound would go off and not affect them. That's always the same idea. That's always a funny like conspiracy theory that people always throw out there. It's like population control. Like COVID's part of this massive population control thing across the world. Like maybe, (laughs) maybe not. Because. like our 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 governors can't even get along. Yeah. What makes you think the I mean, world leaders can? I think can? of sometimes some deep shit, and it's but it's almost like not worth it because exactly. I can't do anything. 
But I do go down the rabbit hole of like, where the fuck does money come from? Like, what the fuck? Son. Who's controlling the thing of money? Because think about well, this: if they, if we printed unlimited money, then we could buy whatever. But the problem is, then no one's gonna work. So there has to be this balance of like, we need people to work. But then at the same time, the services that people work for nowadays, it's nothing truly needed. <laughs> so, son, like we're parking our cars in the same garage. Because I sit there, I, I think about that shit too. I'm like, is it like, like, well, even just think about the other day, people are like, everywhere I'm looking, there's hope on it, signs. Everyone's hiring. My job, they're hiring. And yeah, like, COVID fucked up. Like, I know for a fact dealing with my job, warehouse jobs are really hard to staff right now and it's because people are making more money not working during COVID. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to go back to warehouse work because I'm going to be honest, I don't like customer service. It, it, it's, it's not that I don't like customer service, it's that there are things that, it's like when I look at the schedules for things. Like my job, I, I work on the weekends. And I don't mind being off on a Wednesday in the middle of the week. It's fine. But I do like having that Saturday, Sunday. Because it gives you time to Friday night. Like, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy having off weekends. Um, you know, on a, on a Saturday, you know, like let's say my typical Saturday. One thing I like about it is like I get to skip out on birthday parties. Well, now I can just say I don't want to go. But it used to be, hey, they're having a birthday party. You want to go? Fuck, I gotta work. Never mind. Now it's like I just told them straight up, I'm not going. They say you have diarrhea. Like, I mean, well, I wear a colostomy bag, so I can't get away with that. It's like I got diarrhea. Eh, it's going in the bag anyway. It's like, well, fuck. So, you know, for those of you who didn't know, um, but I like having that weekend shift, you know, where I'm off, where I can be with my family. We can go out and do shit on Saturday and we can recover on Sunday and then go back on Monday. Like, I have Sunday off. You know, we're closed. And it's like, Sunday is really just... Like, today was like, really... I sat on the computer trying to fucking do it off the mat's website. Tedious, son. Fucking tedious. But it's fun. That's all I did today. And it's like, it'd be nice to have the next day. They're kind of like, okay, let me go out and fucking hit the museums or something. Some bullshit. Yeah, we should have three-day... I mean, there was talks a lot about... Pre- pre- Work uh, places, your employees experimenting with a four day, ten hour work week. I, I mean, where we used to I work. I would much rather do that. Where we three days off. Where um, you know, we used to work. I remember doing the overtime. It was like that was nothing. So it's like I was always like, yeah, let's do we, ten hour work. That, that's one thing with like warehouse work. That type of work is that it's it's more physically demanding, but it's less stressful. Because yeah. you just have to, there, there's no stress almost. Yeah. Um, you just do your job. And so if you have a lot of outside interest, that job is really nice because I, I, and I know just, just certain positions, they take a lot of thinking outside of just constant. You're always on the clock, unfortunately, salary position. So th- there's an appeal to these warehouse positions. But yeah, there's a shortage of warehouse workers all across America. Um, well, I think what doesn't help, though, is like when you start seeing shit in the news about Amazon, the way they treat their employees. And a few few of my tenants at, at my uh, where I work at, they've worked at Amazon. Because there's two Amazon joints like around the corner. And the one guy, he was working, 
It, it was during, uh, I think it was during the holidays last year. He was working 60 hours a week, which he was fine with that because the overtime was just insane. They, were in, they weren't just paying time in half. I think they were paying like triple. So he was just pulling in bank. But he was like, after the holidays, I'm definitely going to leave because it's not going to be worth it because it, it, it's really shitty there. Yeah, I heard that, like the warehouse, they're pretty strict on like when you can go to the bathroom. And what, yeah. Uh, the truck drivers seems like a better position, but... No, nah, I mean, man. <laughs> I, I know UPS, the drivers were somehow so, no. like 70,000, which is crazy. UPS, yes, but Amazon drivers, from what I'm understanding too, Amazon's just fucking cracking the whip. Um, but uh, what was it? Someone from FedEx, like we crossed paths, and he was like, "Like the the gig isn't bad." Oh, but, FedEx, but, I think doesn't pay as much as UPS, but it's still a good gig. They the the uh, rate that he told me was pretty solid. Uh, it would have been not the most that I would have made per hour ever, yeah. but it was up I, there. I don't feel like it's a bad job. The the one thing that kept me from UPS, which is stupid reason, but. It was the reason. So there was a point I was going for a driver because eighty thousand, okay. Because it's again, it's not stressful work in a way. You just got to do the job. There's nothing overly thoughtful about what you're doing. But they literally were like, you can have absolutely any facial hair. Yeah, I remember. And when I went to the um, orientation, they literally said this. They're like, we know probably more than half of you are about to walk out of the room. So that's still our policy right now. And if you want to leave, go ahead and leave. Almost everyone cleared out. Of just what, and it's weird though, is I have noticed the UPS drivers that, that I would come across. They kind of break the rule a little bit. They would have a mustache and like a stubble and the beard. And they're just like, the, it's, it's one of those things though, like old tradition. Yeah, because UPS makes no sense. You're wearing a damn brown outfit with these shorts and brown socks. Like you're not looking that professional anyway. You're delivering packages, and a beard, if it's well groomed, doesn't yeah. look unprofessional. Now I do get it for like firefighters of and like certain where you have to wear a mask because it's supposed to fit flat to your face. You even then, I still feel like the mask I mean, still fits, but a lot of okay, them have at least beards. that's an excuse. But the UPS thing, I mean, it's just like something that dates back to the 1930s. So when I used to um, work at this one company delivering auto parts, I actually, I enjoyed the job. The people in the warehouse, not so much. There, there was a lot of static. And it, it, when I look back on it now, I'm friends with them outside of outside of all that. They're just like trying to rattle cages, but they're actually pretty okay dudes. And it's like... Don't do that. Like I, I actually just walked out of the job. I just left and, and went to work for uh, uh, the health insurance spot. And that that job worked out very well. I mean, that's I got my kid for free. <laughs> but the uh, the FedEx job, it looked appealing. But the issue is the schedule, like the hours. I can't, I can't get into work at seven a.m. because Sarah doesn't get home until like eight. 30 almost nine o'clock so i can't do that job and then there's a second shift that's like i think it's like three and, and all of it's part-time but they pay you enough per hour where you'd still be making a lot yeah i think if you can become a driver 
that makes good money, especially UPS. But UPS to get in, if you didn't have experience, to be like the person that loads the trucks, it's bad hours right. and it's bad pay per hour. But I think they give you a lot. Like if you're going to school, like they'll pay for a lot of your school. So one of my teammates was worked for UPS uh, in the warehouse. He was he was paid pretty well. I don't know how long he had been there, but he was paid pretty well. And he was, but he was doing overnight because I know he would come to class, the 11 a.m. class, like not exhausted, but it's like, dude, you probably should have took him. We had a place, person where we used to work, work full time with us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. Good Lord. So we got to do it like that right now where I'm at. He works, this dude works three jobs. It's like, yo. So in in, in some cases, there are a lot of people that work three jobs because they have to work three jobs. I think he has to work because of, like, child support and shit. But, like, I think in some cases, there's some people that just enjoy working oh, a yeah, lot. Some people enjoy it. Like, again, it's that there says something about physical work. Oh, man, I came across a video just, like, the old days of building houses. Was it like a girl with big titties? Well, that's 90% of TikTok. But just says, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you keep talking. <laughs> But no, it was a guy from the old days building a house of how he used to put up drywall. And, like, he was super amazingly skilled laborer. I mean, this dude was hammering fast as hell, but now we got nail guns, and it's just like... The technology is so different now. In some ways, technology is taking away those type of manual labor jobs. And at some point, it's like... We're going to have robots doing everything that's, like, brainless in a way. <laughs> I mean... I don't know if that's good. And it's the same thing with money. Who prints the money? Because really, money used to have an actual value to the actual coin. Yeah. It doesn't anymore. No. And it's like, if we print too much, then again, we're not going to have a shortage of workers. Because no one's going to care. No one's going to need to work. Um I mean, what, like, value. It's really strange. Value becomes a... Who's regulating that? Like... There's some secret person, Wizard of Oz. It gets really weird when it comes to, like, like how do you value things, though? Because it's like... So, we were talking about this last night, too. um, When we went to the game this week. I don't know if you remember, like, before we used to be able to see the menu. Like, the pizza was, like, dumb, expensive. And I remember we were talking about this stuff, and I was like... Why is that allowed? Like, who, like, so yeah, how can that happen? Service is what, one is what people are willing to pay for. So if no one's willing to pay for it, it's going to come down. Uh, And a company tries to set their price of when the maximum people are going to buy compared to what the profit they're going to make from the item. And it's just like, but it's a weird system. Like someone behind the scenes is regulating all this. Truthfully, I mean, truly, like, there's because money doesn't have a value anymore. We don't even hold cash anymore. Now it's no. electronic shit, like no. invisible things so, in the air. There was a movie called Parallels, I think. It, it was on Netflix for a little while. It, it was like when Netflix was like still fun, where you could find something that it wasn't like oversaturated. Now it's just like you turn on Netflix and there's like 17 million things. It's like, all right, I'm out. But there's this this movie called Parallels. And this group of friends, they, I don't, I can't remember how they get to it, but they end up in a parallel world where their counterparts 
somehow exist over there. Currency, you didn't have a wallet, you didn't have like money, it was your handprint. You go to a food truck to buy something. You put your hand on, on, on the uh, scanner and you have this currency, you know, like your, your bank account basically. And it goes, and the one guy, it was wild because he didn't have one. I was like, oh, yo, he's probably fucking dead in this parallel world. I can't remember what it was, but he wasn't dead. I was like, damn, dude, that sucks. Spoiler alert. I think there's a black mirror a little bit, something similar. Oh. But it, it it's crazy to think about. Like, So there's a value placed on a good. So like materialism, which is what a lot of things fight clubs out. But it's like girls like the coach and uh, what's another brand? Gucci. Gucci, yeah. Bags. Thousands of dollars for a handbag. And then if you really think about what is the handbag actually worth? Probably like $5. But you want that name. It's the same with even like a luxury car compared to a Hyundai. Hyundai is making cars just as good now. Like yeah. They're super reliable. BMWs, to be honest, aren't reliable. I mean, the, fa- the fast BMWs, okay, there's something. You're getting something more out of the money. But a normal BMW to a normal Hyundai. The Hyundai is a better car. Yeah. It's more quality, but people want to pay for that name. And then why do you want to pay for that name? Is it for you? No, of course no, not. It's for you to look good in front right. of other people. So you're buying something super expensive for other people to look better at you. You're not buying it because you judged it based on how good it is. There are some things that you do pay a little bit more for the quality. Like, again, like, oh. granted, like computers, you can get a good any computer, but like, no, they, 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 you know, I, but basically it's like, I get what you're saying. Cause it's like, even in the jujitsu community, certain geese, people look at certain geese like, oh shit, you own that Kings with a Z. And it's like, they, they look good. They don't feel good. They're like, they're rough. I, I fucking hate a Kings gi. That shit, like the gi that I got hanging over there on the uh, treadmill, uh, that Maeda. I got it for 40 bucks. I can't remember off what marketplace. I bought it for 40 bucks. Doesn't shrink. Fits fine. I actually bought it. Uh, I bought an A3 because I thought it would shrink. Never shrunk. I could never fucking find it again. But it's not a pretty gi, it, but it serves its purpose. And I think that's the thing where people lose sight of things. It's like like you said, they're trying to impress others, but it's like, but what's its function? Okay, most luxury items, you're not truly buying it because it's better. You're buying it because you want other people to be impressed by it. Yeah, yeah for the so most part. So it's weird. Yeah. So it's like a Rolex watch. Is that better than a Casio watch? In what yeah, way? Yeah, son, those Casios are rocking, son. There, there's <laughs> absolutely no way it's better besides, okay, it's got gold. But its function is to tell time. Okay, you wearing a gold thing on your wrist, does that help you in any way? No. Well, no. Except to look good in well, front yeah. of people. That's what it helps. Because <laughs> there'll be somebody who'll, like, you know, strike up some talk about it. There, there'll be something to it. But it's like, but otherwise, it's like, why am I, like, I mean, you know me. I don't fucking wear jewelry. Okay. I, I don't even wear my wedding band. $30,000 watches. So that's another <laughs> wild thing, though, too. So, how much do you think my wedding band costs? Well, knowing you, probably like ten bucks. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Actually, no, it was uh, it was seven seven ninety five. 
So less than ten dollars. I mean, it's really crazy. If you, I mean, think about and some people. I don't even know where. I think it's on my. It's on my. Some mm. people pay for more than a house on their wedding that lasts one day. Yeah, this shit is wild. But you know, it's even wilder. I bet, I bet we sound sound a little different, don't we? Man, we sound way better. So. Probably, probably, because oh, some asshole me forgot to uh, attach the microphones properly. So, if you want to be a producer, email Colompton Social Club at gmail Because we clearly need one, but you're not going to get paid. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But we'll give you some recognition, or if we ever one day do make money, you'll be in. Yeah. It's an uphill battle, but you know, get on the ground floor with us now, bitches. So we're like the Dogecoin of podcasts. You better get in now. Yeah, I mean, if you or don't, maybe we'll say Bitcoin because I don't know what's gonna happen. Dogecoin. I don't know. I don't know shit, dude. Um, it's starting to pick up, but so, but yeah. Either way, all that shit is wild. Just materialism is goofy, and uh, get deep on here. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Like, I mean, we opened up getting into, to, what, what was I mentioned in the beginning? Oh, America and the National Anthem. Then we end up talking about, like, materialism. materialism. Shit is wild, son. We had 11.1% beer. It's yeah. Halloween week. Yeah. We I got mean, Rob Zombie in the house. I mean, you know, we getting it in we right now. We talked about our costumes. Hey, before we get out of here, uh, and it, this, might, this might drag a little. I don't know. Let's see. The Jackass. You want to talk about uh, oh, yeah, the Jackass real jacket. quick? So, it's not a person. Yo, <laughs> the way you went about that, yo, you're like, so, and he sits yeah. down his beer like, like shit got serious. Yeah, because I, I feel serious about this. The jackass of the week is, to me, and I sent Dante a video, but it, it's something that's always annoyed me about the NFL. Just field goals in general. Field goals in the NFL are bullshit. Why do we have a player in the NFL on a team that has nothing to do with football? Why are games? To be fair, the foot is involved, and a ball <laughs> yeah, the is the name. Well. The name shouldn't be football, I mean, mm, but true. that's another conversation. We have games of eleven on eleven, people fighting super hard, and then the games decided on a field goal kick by some jackass. He's not a jackass, but Justin Tucker is a jackass. He's never played football. He doesn't have any skills of football. He doesn't get tackled. He can't throw a ball. He can't catch a ball. He can't block. He can't run. And then the wind's a huge factor in this. Why are games being decided with this many people on a team on a field goal? We watched a video. I sent it to Dante in uh, TikTok of just... Uh, Who was it? Was it Larry uh, David? Larry Larry David. Just talking about the same thing. I mean, it's something I already felt. But, I mean, he kind of went in of like, I think it evolved from rugby. Football's not rugby. Also, we involve as people. We should evolve in our sports. (laughs) But you know how that goes, though. It's it's the, well, we've always done it this way. Yeah. So, kickoffs have already been almost taken out. They moved the lineup. It's, what, I don't know if it's 90%, but. Most of the time, it's a touchback yeah, now. It's kicked out of the end zone. And reason why? Too many injuries. Punts. What play in the NFL has more penalties? So, that's another goofy thing, though, too. I remember, like, playing neighborhood ball. We never punted. Well, not even just that. We didn't even, like, do a kickoff. We just started at no, the 20. start. Just start at the 20. Because it's pointless. Yeah. Or if we did, it was a throw-off. Because yeah. 
because no one could kick. I mean, there's a couple of us that could get a decent punt. We never played field goals. Um, yeah. Never played extra points. But, yeah, so, I mean, we have this weird position. It's not just them. So, the punter to – the punting, punting has the most flags in the NFL. All the time, it's holding, blocking the back. I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm willing to bet it's more than 50% of the time. I would say it's a good 55 to 60, just throwing the number. Um, and then we have we have a position of a long snapper. You're not even allowed to touch him on field goals. Yo, when you give Steve that 11% <laughs> beer, he, yo, he is angry. But, yeah. So we have another position on the NFL that can't do anything football-related besides throw the ball under his legs really well. Um, what if we just get rid of field goals? There's like an automatic rule. If it's fourth down, you can either gain 50 yards, the other team starts 50 yards back, or you go for it. So if, if you cross the 50-yard line, there's still the touchback rule, we'll say. Maybe it's not worth it if you're at the 40 to, you know, give the 50 yards. Now you're going to go for it. So it's going to increase the action. Get rid of extra points. That's the stupidest shit ever. I mean, <laughs> you get a touchdown and some guy's got to come in and kick it between. Why? <laughs> I mean. It's, not, it's nothing football related. We talked about it before uh, recording, like for college. Well, the college overtime at least. You know, they start at the 25, and once they get to that uh, second overtime, you have to go for a two-point conversion. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, so, it forces the action. It forces a win, except for uh, that one Kentucky game when they had seven overtimes. Yeah, and th- think how slow it is. Once the field goal kicks, the game stops usually. Commercial break, field goal break. Kickoff now. We got to kick off because he made the field goal for another break. No, that's ended. You're going for a fourth down, and it's immediately changes the possession. Keeps all the football players on the field. Maybe set an extra point. There's a two-point conversion, and let's say, all right, since there's no field goal, let's do a three-point conversion. But it's like 15 yards back. You can So it, yeah. if you're down, you can go for these higher gambles, but it's got to be a touchdown. That sounds like some MTV Rock and Jock yeah. shit. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – Field goals and punts have no business in the NFL. We shouldn't have a player that can't play football in the NFL. And Justin Tucker is an amazing field goal kicker, but it's a glitch. This guy can kick 10 yards past everyone else. The Ravens can be shitty on offense and get a field goal out of it because they have the best guy that can't play football, but he can kick the ball through a damn post. Let's evolve. The XFL tried. They had some good ideas. Yeah. Didn't, didn't they do something with the kickoff or like they had to like yeah, they fight had for the ball? Almost kind of like lacrosse where the ball's in the middle. You fight but but they had to run genius. from the other like they had to run from like the other like maybe 20. How, how much better is that than a coin? I love it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Make it happen. Overtime sucks. We have this rule you score a touchdown the game's over. So you win the coin toss, you get a touchdown first. The game's over. Where college football, you still get the chance on the touchdown. Yeah, if you score Field a touchdown, goals, you still get a chance. Yeah, I get NFL. to go for a touchdown. Now, I mean, and that's the thing with college versus the NFL. It's like that that college overtime. It 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 gives both teams an opportunity, but again, once you get so far along, you can't go for an extra point anymore. You need to go for two. 
And, you know, hey, if you keep hitting those two-point conversions, you keep playing. You earned it, though. But the second you fuck up, it's like, that's it. The two-point conversion is a football play. Um, The other thing with that, think how many people, people have to have on rosters to play special teams for a kickoff that doesn't even matter. Because 90% of the time, it's going to be a touchback. But you don't want your star players on the kickoff to get hurt. It's like, it's just pointless. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that probably lose their job, but 32 kickers are going to lose their job. Oh well, they should have been playing soccer. Well, Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> is hiring up the street. I mean, they, they, how these guys call, they, like, you know, I played in the NFL. Did you really play in the NFL? No, you just kicked the ball. You're not a football player. You don't get that. So, yeah, that's the jackass of the week. I think football would be a way better game if we get rid of field goals and extra points. I do think the extra point rule could be modified. So, if you're really yeah. down, you can go for, like, this two- or three-point conversion, you know? No, I agree. That'd make it more interesting. If you're past the 50 now in a 30-yarder, say it's a 50 yards is the transfer. There's no punt. It's just 50 yards. So there's still a touchback rule. Now that's going to make people go for it. It's going to make the game faster, more exciting. It's all wins. Yeah. It's all wins except for Justin Tucker. <laughs> I agree. Send a letter to uh, who's who's the commissioner, Goodell? Man, Goodell doesn't care about He's this. But, player. yeah, it's just old tradition of something that's completely pointless nowadays. Every technology needs to evolve to survive. You want to make the NFL better? Do that. Who cares about fucking field goals? <laughs> well, the kickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to care. But, no, I agree with you. I agree. It, it's – we just need to move I mean, on. It's, it's – and, and do, do better. Yeah, I mean, do better. sports do evolve. The NBA at one point didn't have a three-point line. Yep. Um, and college didn't have it for later. Now it has it. It's part of the game. It changes the game. It makes the game better. Let's do stuff that makes things better. Let's Let's progress. All right. So that was our jackass of the week, and field goals. <laughs> Let's just call it Justin Tucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, ju- not he, he's the best field goal kicker. Yeah, but he's a jackass Props because because he beat Detroit with that kick. That uh, shouldn't have happened. Yeah, bitch. So as we're wrapping up October in our horror movie Halloween theme, we've been doing this horror trivia. So we both just pulled five cards. We're we're done with this after, as of now, but we're gonna look for some more trivia. Uh, yeah, cards because it's funsies. Um, somehow, overall questions you're killing me, but if we went by days, I'm somehow tied with you to make it more exciting today because you're gonna whip my ass, obviously. Days the first oh, day was, I mean, you gave me layups for sure. Well, yeah, because I you're, mean, you're not known for the assist, but you were. <laughs> fuck you, like, I to, to do fuck off. You, you want to read first? Or you want me to read first? I'll read first. Are we doing both? On, so basically, are we 10 doing questions? ten? Yeah, let's All run right. ten. Since yeah, in which movies? In which movie from the nineteen fifties did Raymond Burr play a character named Steve Martin? What the fuck? None of those words made sense. I don't know. Well, it says Gojira. Okay, just, with parentheses, Godzilla. You can stop. So, like, right. so Steve Martin's Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, I fucking knew it. All right. Next question. 
you want to read the next question? Oh, I did two in a row. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot mean, how our strategy. We, we probably didn't do it that way before, okay. but yeah, it's the last. It's the last. What week. movie is considered to be a sequel to the movie "An American Werewolf in London"? An American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know which was trash. All right, in the uh, 2012 movie, the ABC's. Uh, you're not gonna get this, but I'm gonna read anyway. In the 2012 movie, the ABC's of Death, how many stories were included in the film? Seven. Bitch, do you not know the alphabet? Twenty-four. That's even worse. It's 26, you cocksucker. There's 26 fucking letters. No, there's not. Yes, there fucking is. Them, so. <laughs> you fucking dumb dick. Oh, man. I got a question about what we talked about earlier. Oh, I can't wait. What 2018 film unravels cryptic and terrifying secrets about the Graham family ancestry? Wait, 2018? Yes. The Grimm family. The Graham bro- family. Graham family. Come on, my you, brother's you Graham. Know, no, you fucking know this. The Graham. Fuck you, cocksucker. Uh, the Graham Crackers. Of I hate you New so England. much. Fucking hereditary. Just fucking watch the goddamn movie. I hate you so well, much. Yeah, man, you don't know their name in that movie. You fucking just watched it. You should. I don't know their name. I don't either. Exactly. That was a. But I didn't just watch it, bitch. All right, but this is a good question for uh, what we talked about today. I smell my armpits. Unfortunately, I don't understand why this is a question. <laughs> All right, if you don't, all right, if you don't get don't this, you have to do five shots of tequila. I don't have tequila. I got some vodka back Bullet. There. I'm not doing it. I don't even think I have five shots worth. Well, got, there's no way you don't get this. I got a bottle of vodka back there. All right, with well, I mean, if you don't get this, Just, you're I mean, literally like you got to go. I mean, we can't say the R word, but. I'm retarded. Thanks. In 2007. Rob Zombie directed what remake about a young Michael Myers? Fuck, what is it? What is it? <laughs> Why didn't I get this one? <laughs> well, you just got a fucking layup just a minute ago, but you still missed. It's fucking Halloween. Yes. Give me, give me my fucking credit. <laughs> <sighs> For fuck's sake. I can't believe that was a question. But, but it was perfect. It, I mean, it, but that's the thing, though. Some people are that dumb that they, they wouldn't know that. After dying in the electric chair and making a deal with the devil, Horace Pinker continues his murderous ways in what 1989 film directed by Wes Craven? Shocker. Yeah, I never heard that. It, it was it was like a really really like I remember it was in theaters, but it wasn't well received, and it was it was a weird movie. This makes me think of that wrestler. Yeah. So and that's what always <laughs> came to my mind too. Um. No, it it was a weird movie. Fucking really weird. What West Craven movie was inspired by a true story of a wild Scottish clan who murdered and cannibalized numerous people during the Middle Ages? The Hannibals of Scotland. No, but you you were close with the word the. <laughs> the hills have eyes. Was it? I mean that that was actually my guess in my head, but you I don't. Should have fucking any, just went with the fucking. I don't guess. remember any Hannibal like. Uh, you said cannibal? Yeah, cannibal. I don't remember any of that. And the hills have eyes. Did you watch the modern, like the remake or the original? I watched the modern one. Yeah, they, they probably altered it. Okay. Which franchise has the most sequels? Puppet Master or Child's Play? Oh, I got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> that, that's a tough one. Cause, mm. well, Child's Play and what? Puppet Master. 
Puppet Master makes within a Cypress Hill film. Hmm. I've never heard of Puppet Master in a movie, so I'm going to go Child's Play. Damn it. Your face looks so disappointed. I'm always fucking disappointed in you, man. Come on, dude. Don't you know this game by now? I've never heard of Puppet Master. Besides the Dr. Dre Cypress Hill song. Alright, so I'm... I, I mean, I almost lost already, but we're going to keep going. So is that my second question? No, you have one more. Yeah, I, no, I read both your questions. Oh, shit. What 1970s pop music icon starred in Nicky and David's Cronenberg's Videodrome? I feel like we had this question before. I feel like this is a repeat. Never Harry? Yes. Yeah, no, that's a repeat question. Then. All right, we'll get rid of that one. So, Blondie. Yeah. What brand of doll did Charles Lee Ray possess in Child's Play movies? Good guy. A good guy's doll. We'll give it to you. Well, you better because I was Steve a fucking Steve Harvey kind of was like, I don't know. Fuck Steve Harvey. I'll fucking cut his mustache off. <laughs> his what? Mustache. <laughs> mustache. <laughs> In the Japanese thriller audition. Oh, I like Ooh, that. I love that movie. Ah, no, that I, makes me I, really want to see it now. I own it. Yeah, I have it upstairs. What did the main characters use to lure the victims? Oh, this sounds actually pretty good. Shit. Um. I mean, subtitles. Yeah, it's sub. It's subbed. Um, I mean, they're having like. Uh, movie auditions to bring the, the girls in. So what did you bring girls for? For sex. Sort of. I mean, that's what I, I bring mean, girls for. I mean, if you're a gentleman. Butt sex? <laughs> <laughs> a With, dating service. I don't think you get the point for I'm that. I'm not going to take the points for that. But you were on the right idea. I mean, I'm not going on a date without... Alright. <sighs> Who was born? All right, I know you won't know this one, but this is an easy one. Who was born at six a.m. on the sixth day of the sixth month? Six six six. Yes. Lucifer Jackson. Damian Thorne. Kind of sounded like I was on the right track, though. <laughs> I didn't have to look at the answer. I fucking knew it. I'm a fucking genius. Damian Thorne. Damn, that's yeah. a tight name from The Omen. You ever seen? I know you haven't seen them. The, you know, honestly, it's been on at the house while we've been playing. Yeah, cards. I was gonna say. I feel like I might have, but I wouldn't get that name. So, what 1978 film features footage of supposedly real deaths and boasted about it being banned in 40 countries? You may know this from a pop culture perspective, because it's mentioned in a, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Manson, a true story. No. All Faces right. of death. Huh. This nineteen sixty three film features killer carnivious plants in an unusual meteor shower that blinds most of the population. Hmm? A little shop of horrors? That's what I would have said. But yeah. the day of the Triffids. Because a little shop of horrors is a remake. I don't know if people know that. I know they don't know that. Which franchise has the most sequels? Saw or Children of the Corn? Children of the Corn. Correct. 
because they got you know they're they're like way in the double digits. When this was probably made, Saul was probably only at eight. But Children of the Corn, they're like maybe twelve or thirteen. Wow, it's fucking dumb. I hate that. I hate that series. But I love the first one. That first one is fucking old school creepy. Like old horror. What were we? We're watching. Um, we're watching something earlier today. Oh, Indiana Jones and uh, Razor Lost Ark. And like the first like few minutes of it, there's no talking. And Sophie goes, "When are you gonna talk?" I was like, "See, baby, once upon a time ago, a movie." When it was made, they told a story by actions. You don't need words. And that's something that fucking pisses me off about a lot of movies now. Is there's a lot of narration. And, and fucking... T- so like Star Wars, for instance. Fucking, you know, Poe Dameron flies over. And fucking Finn screams, Now that's fast flying. Some bullshit like that. You don't need to fucking tell me that's fast. I can see that it's fast. Let me experience that. Don't fucking tell me about it. Just let me fucking feel it and watch. But, like, you watch an old movie now, and that's why, like, fucking kids today, they don't fucking get it. They watch these old movies, and it's like, oh, this is so fucking boring. It's so dumb. It's like, no, this is called fucking story building. You let the fucking story build to itself, and then you can kind of put it together in your own mind. And then, once they start the dialogue, now you go from there. I hate fucking people. I hate it here. I'm out. I'm like, you know, dude, I'm going to fucking Mars. Fucking call Elon tomorrow. I'm out. Okay, boomer. It's like... (laughs) I hate that fucking term, too. I hate, like, if somebody says I'm going to fucking beat them up <laughs> on the spot. Is it your second question or is it my turn? It, oh, you only have two left. I have four left. Um, uh, I'm getting, oh, oh, okay. I haven't got a point yet. Christian, no, you have, right? No. You cock. Christian Bell played Patrick Bateman, the homicidal Psycho. Main... Close. Come God. On. Come on. You're, you're, American Psycho. There Hell you go. yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> Never uh, seen it, but I knew he was in it. Dude, it's so good. Oh, is it? I like Christian Bale. So. Dude, it, dude, did you ever see Harsh Times? I remember telling you about that movie. I have it. I don't, I really like that movie. I don't know I that I've actually absorbed it, but I know that I've had it on. I like there are times I'll just put a movie on, but I don't think I like sat down and really dissected. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll check it, it, it out. It reminded again. me of Man Splades. There's a Tanya Harden. <laughs> 30 for 30. I can't wait to get into that. <laughs> I love Tanya Harden. It hasn't come out yet? I feel like I saw something. Which one? Tanya oh, no. Harden. No, the I, Tanya movie with uh, Margot Robbie. That shit is so good, too. No, I didn't see that, but I thought there was. No, there's. Yeah, so I, was, I mean, I'm sure there's multiple stories on that. Yeah, there's tons situation. of them. But that 30 for 30, dude, 30 for 30, they're so good, so I can't wait to watch that. But that fucking I, Tanya movie with uh, Margot Robbie and uh, Winter Soldier, fucking good as shit, son. Right, but I'm biased because I, I was fascinated by that story. Because, like, I, I skate and it's fucking, like, I don't know, it was boring to me. I mean, but it's well, not I mean, my world. They had freaking Hitman and shit. But, yeah, as soon as, as, soon as I mean, the attacking, whole world was into snow, uh, snowboarding, <laughs> ice skating at that time. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. I, I think there's eventually going to be a great uh, Tyson Fury Wild Earth 30 for 30. Like, when be. they talk about the thing later. There has to be. All right, um, so this is a repeat question, but I'm going to let you have it again anyway. Because this was, I asked this to you before. What state does the film and comic book miniseries 30 Days of Night take place in? Alaska. About fucking time. Fuck yeah, I'm about to come back. <laughs> the 1972 version of The 
last house on the left was the directorial debut for which actor? Actor? Ooh. A hint. I didn't know he was an actor. I'm thinking about Wes Craven, but yes, he's like he's not. I mean, he's a fucking director, dude. Yeah, you don't get that shit. Fuck that shit. I get that shit because it's like Wes Craven directed it, but it's like, but when you throw the word actor in there, it's like, ah, oh, man, your that, last question too. We give me my fucking question, it. bitch. I'm like psychic. I'm giving you the answers before you get the question. Give me. All right, what Twilight Zone esque? All, all I gotta do is read the next word. You're gonna get it. What Twilight Zone esque Netflix? Series taps into your collective unease with our modern world and the dangers of advanced technology. Oh, so these things are actually super modern then. Uh, that's uh, Black Mirror. Yep. Which but, I loved Black Mirror. Dude, that shit is so good. If, when it comes out again, let me know. Because that's yeah. the only time I subscribe to Netflix. So I think <laughs> they should be coming with something. Because they, they hinted at it. Because they, they put trailers up for stuff. They didn't give a trailer, but they put like old trailers up for things that are upcoming. Those were awesome. And that was the one of them. perfect time limit. Yeah. Um, I like the technology. All right. David Naughton and Griffin Dune play a pair of unfortunate backpackers in this 1981... Oh, I can't read. Um, Classic. Hmm. Hmm. The two friends that went traveling... So, like, you, <laughs> the least you could do is guess that like a real fucking movie name. The two friends that went traveling. That's but great not a movie name. unless right. it's a fucking porn. Right. Uh, which is a really too legit movie. to die. American Werewolf in London. Oh, how convenient! We already had that question. Well, we didn't, but you, you know, American Werewolf in Colompton. Teenage Charlie Brewster thinks his new next-door neighbor is a vampire in this 1985 film that was later remade in 2011. The Vampire Diary. No, Fright Night. <laughs> Let me make sure that was right. Yeah, Fright Night. All right. So you win the And I got trivia. your answers right, too, so I should get those points as well. Hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we, hmm. we, we've run a little longer than normal. So, um, this is a special episode, yes, yeah, Halloween episode. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and head out now. But, uh, as always, thank you for listening, thank you for the word of mouth and, and letting people know about us if that's what y'all are doing. Um, you know, we appreciate that shit, and the show is steadily growing. It, you know, it's feeling better seeing these numbers come up. So, uh, keep doing what y'all do. And, you know, if y'all got any questions, concerns, reach out to us. The email will be in the notes. Uh, you know, our Instagram handles, Thor.Bentley and BJJ.Wiki. You can catch us there. Um, or just go to Compton Social Club. You know, we're there too. Uh, otherwise, you know, thanks for listening. Good soup. (laughs) That's all we got. Bye, bitches.